Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What's up? Did you see the breaking news? The Project Veritas stuff? Uh, No, that is probably more important. And I haven't watched the video yet. This is about Pfizer or a Pfizer representative allegedly admitting that they are intentionally mutating the virus. Something that to was that project, the Project Veritas thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I have way more important news than that. Uh, the Vikings came over to your house and they all gangbanged you. No, that would be oh, okay. very important, though. Uh, this is maybe closely related, though. A San Francisco judge ruled today. Uh, or or ruled to allow the release of the Paul Pelosi footage. It's coming, but there's no what? time set yet, at least as of wow. like an hour ago. Whatever that I'm doing when news. that comes out, I'm I'm stopping what I, I don't care if I'm on the stream. I don't care what I'm, I'm stopping what I'm doing to see this footage. There is very little I care about more as far as news. Uh, mm. <laughs> unless maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, I suppose if I uh, have some sort of family engagement or something like that, something that's right. really crucially important that I tend to. But if I'm just you know doing work stuff, I'm stopping whatever I'm doing to see this. Crazy. Yeah. But I, we'll never know if it's the full footage, right? Well, uh, I assume you'd be able to tell if they made a cut in the string of footage. You'd that's see true. a jump. Yeah. And if they only release, say, I don't know, 10 seconds or something, then... I know the segments that they played in court. They played it in court for someone to see. I forget exactly who, but it was it was on monitors facing away from reporters. So the reporters right. could hear it, but not see it. And and if I recall correctly, they played something like 15 seconds of it. So maybe that's all we get. That'd be disappointing. But anyway, stand by. No official word on when that's going to come but out. But they said all the footage. They It just says body cam footage, the story that I heard so that makes me think maybe it will be just that snippet because that's what was played in court oh well that's it'll be disappointing if it's only 15 seconds but 15 seconds had the drop the hammer um nope swing moment so it that 15 (laughs) seconds had the attack itself captured right was what was played in court so if you only get 15 seconds that's what you want to see but we'll have to wait at least for a few more days or a little while longer anyway uh It'll be a call-in show as usual tonight. You guys know how that works generally, but if you're new to the stream and you'd like instructions for how to participate, they are in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Uh, We will uh, pause to take your super chats every half hour as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble participating live, you can send us an email question as well. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And I see we have plenty of those this evening. So for email questioners this week, maybe you'll have to bear with us on some abbreviated answers. We'll get to those uh, in about 90 minutes. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. Let's do it. All right. 
Hey, look who it is. It's Batman. Hi. It's been quite a while. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like you've gone into an underground bunker or something. Are you from the Bat Cave at this moment? (laughs) You'd think the Bat Cave would sound a little better. I don't know. I guess it sounds no different than just uh, like a normal phone would. It's just I'm I'm accustomed to your your bass tones being yeah, I got, clear. Yeah, I got really I got really used to um not getting in for a couple months. So ah. I've been um I've been basically just throwing the mess of the roll call message in and going, yeah, well, it's probably not going to happen. So why bother getting set up? And then of course today I went up first on the list. Yeah, there you go. Are you uh, actually so the, on your uh, phone? The panic it- setup was deployed. Is your are you actually on your phone currently? No, no, oh. I'm on a computer. I'm just using oh, wow. a, a headset that I that happened to be close at hand, so I grabbed it. Got it. Well, I'm sure uh, everyone wants to hear my technical diagnosis, but it actually sounds fine. So <laughs> let's get to whatever you wanted to talk about. Well, um, I aware of the fact that this is sort of old hat at this point. Um, I feel like this whole Crowder versus Daily Wire thing illustrates a point that I've made in the past regarding all of the infighting that we do and how unhelpful it is. Hmm. So I've I've made calls here um, previously that have been that have sort of focused on the whole idea that um, the purism that we as a community are are often engage in. Uh, is counterproductive, how we should be more interested in helping each other and less interested in putting each other down for various small differences um, in our ideologies when our enemies are better coalesced, better organized, and far, far more evil than the the atheist next door who still likes his guns and uh, thinks that, you know, maybe families should have fathers in them. What about more evil than Ben Shapiro, though? Have you thought about that? You're an asshole. Uh, you know what? Yeah, everything you everything I said was wrong. Fuck it. <laughs> no, there, there is a time probably as recently as like 2017, maybe into 2018 or I don't know, maybe even a little beyond that. But there's a there's a was a time where I would have pushed back more on, I suppose, what you might call tribalism or fighting for, quote unquote, your side, because I do think that fights of principle with quote unquote, your side are worthwhile. Um, However, in the context of an enemy at the gate that uh, is a bunch of actual communists who want to make sure you don't have the right to even have those arguments in the first place because they'll take away your speech rights to have them. uh, I I, yeah, my patience for that sort of infighting currently is definitely thinner than it used to be. And it's not that you can't challenge someone of your your so-called side. But I think if you're going to do it, it's got to be an issue of such significance that it that it's comparable to the threat that we face currently, and I I don't think this was it, obviously, but maybe we're looking at this differently differently though uh, than we should. Maybe it's possible that the reason we have so many factions on the right is because is that we have less in common with the other people than we think we do. If that makes any sense, I mean, maybe do we. I don't know. I, I like think that, a lot of our core principles are the same. I mean, again, I the atheism up, thing is a major problem. That, well, maybe I don't consider myself an atheist. I consider myself. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Right? And there's there's I've seen very little that has proven the, you know, and lots of people have made arguments that I found compelling even here on this show. But I still I still don't know. And 
of course, there's going to be someone who goes, oh, well, then you're just retarded because you're ignoring all the science. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about in the pedantic bullshit. Why don't you focus on the commie, you know, behind you? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, and when you fundamentally, well, I guess the fundamental premise that we have to agree on is the idea of very limited federal government. And if we can agree on, yeah, on yeah. that, you can you can deal with a lot of differences and live in the sort of community that you want to live in and associate with the people that you want to associate uh, with in that context. The the I think right, that's that only that only happens when you beat the monolith that is already controlling yeah. things. Well, I'm right? I'm trying to think of to Blonde's so, point. What are what are the values that we share that allow us to coexist as the bumper sticker insists that we do? But but if you believe on some giant power center to manage this giant country, both geographically and as far as its population, it ain't going to work. It, it, there's, there's nobody who's going to do that successfully. Uh, I don't care if you're, uh, if you're the sort of, um, I don't know, commie iron fist that these people seem to want, or if you're, I don't know, uncle a or whoever else might, uh, be a more, a more ideal fit. Um, depending on your perspective. But if, if we agree on that, if we agree on the principles of mostly state autonomy with a very limited federal government, there's a lot that it can, there's a lot that we can share. The problem is we no longer agree on that. Right. And that's, um, that's sort of what I'm getting at. I think the vast majority of people who are, you know, listeners of this show or sort of in this community or even share these philosophies, having no idea of what this show is or what shows like it are, can mostly come to agree on that, with the exceptions of people who have started to um, started to espouse things like, um, you know, theocratic monarchism and stuff like that which you know i get the arguments but i i don't see it working with a country of this size and certainly not um one of its uh, founding principle if that makes any sense but i i i definitely agree that we we have tried the top-down iron fist approach it's not working it's not working for either the people under the iron fist or the people wielding it because don't they look fucking retarded at this point? It works for the iron fist for the time being though. And maybe that's an overstate. Well, I don't know. Are we currently under, we're under some form of that. Uh, I think obviously I'm not comparing what we're dealing with currently to, uh, the, the well, most significant dictatorial oppressions in history, but we are dealing with people who believe fundamentally in accumulating that power in, in one place. And uh, that yeah, it, it works for a little while for the people squeezed. accumulating that power, but they tend to have a very bad ending. Hello, did I lose? Well, it? that's that's true <laughs> historically yeah. speaking as well. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was um, contemplating. Uh, yeah, no, that's a sound bit. God damn it. Anyway, um, I think I spoke over so you, so I, I might have saved you. You're good. Maybe we shall see. Uh, anyway, the. Um, the the thing about a fist, though, is that it need not always be at its tightest, right? It can be, it it can be squeezed slowly over time. And that's a big game, man. It, you know, uh, frog in in a boiling pot. Uh, that whole analogy. So uh, yeah, yeah. Are we under in... an iron fist, absolutely. Yeah, we are. It's just, I, I just it's find not this. Yet. I'm going to move away from this fisting metaphor a little bit, just because. 
That is soundbite gold no, itself. This entire but conversation I, has I, become a uh, has become one giant innuendo. <laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying, which is if the gr- <laughs> if the grip tightens slowly, you don't view it as oppressive. You view it as normal because the changes are so incremental that it's hard to see them. You except ease for, in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, did you have a final well, thought before we let you go? <laughs> Um, no, I think I've more or less made my point. This this whole um, this whole beef between Crowder and and the Daily Wire seems pedantic from both sides. I I'm a little I'm, I'm it it didn't even happen that long ago, and I'm already tired of this shit. Like yeah, these 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 two organizations need to fucking nut up and shake hands. This is bullshit. Yeah, or or not. I mean, they could just or they could just yeah, go their separate care. ways. But uh, but yeah, I agree but that they're like, never some... going to shake hands after this. Crowder went totally nuclear, and I, the Daily Wire sucks. So I, I don't know what to say here. As long as there's not I, a prolonged I mean, public fight, people... you know, I'm already annoyed with it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and and it seems hilariously counterproductive for both of them to be engaging in it, right? The problem is I like a lot of the people that are involved and watching them fight is legitimately like it irritates my soul. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, all the best to you and your soul in, in New York. I hope that you're able to escape that place. Speaking of Iron Fist. Yeah, still working on that. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks for calling in and we'll catch you next time. All right. Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. Speaking of, Take even care. though I... I more or less promise not to talk about this anymore. So maybe I should stick to that instead of continuing to talk about Crowder it. Crowder thing. Does that mean we don't have to talk about it on Sunday? I'm it's definitely Tim not. Pool thing. I'm not going to go into it again on Sunday unless there's some significant new piece of information. But I, uh, yeah, I, I, because I can't look away from this, even though I should, I listened to the entire Tim pool episode and I, I just found it very evasive. Like the, the key questions were asked in spots. The key questions being give us your version of the contract negotiations. And the other key question being what's going on with not gay Jared and the NDA. And those questions were just evaded and he was kind of let off the hook. And I'm not trying to take up the sword against Steven Crowder. What I'm trying to say is there are points of fact that remain unexplained. And those were not, we didn't get good answers to those questions. And so I was just annoyed by that, but yeah, Maybe uh, Steven Crowder will come on this stream and I can try it myself. I wouldn't. No, that's, it. that's never going to happen. I, but it, it has become obvious, obvious that he's using this whole thing to launch this independent mug club. Yeah, could be. Uh, I will. We'll see where he goes from here. And I'm going to stick to my promise and shut the hell up about it now. Tom is up next. Tom, are you there? I'm right here. How you doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I, I also support, uh, Matt, you, uh, doing a Ashley Babbitt, uh, memorial next, uh, January 6th to, uh, we'll see. open to all, uh, opinions and, and, you know, all, everyone will be heard. Yeah. I wonder if they'll come give a counter speech at my memorial, uh, <laughs> my vigil. I, I'll let them, I guess, or maybe I shouldn't, yeah. maybe I'll let them speak, but then heckle them. I don't know. I haven't decided <laughs> no, my approach. No, no, no. Like I said, I tried polite. Moral ground. Come on. Well, I tried polite, and we saw what happened. Maybe next time I try being the dick. I, 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 I think I earned some. What's the word I'm looking for? Some some liberties. Payback. You you earned some payback. 
Yeah, I earned some liberties by my good behavior last time. <laughs> so now you can be a huge dick. Well, just do what they did. I'll be, I'll yell at them and I'll call the cops. Speaking of the city of uh, or Gallatin County, rather, whoever handles the records request, they still haven't got back to me on the nine one one call. I submitted it the request almost two weeks ago. I, I forget how much time they have by law to respond. I think it's about mm-hmm. two weeks. So mm-hmm. they have not done that yet. I'm still waiting. Anyway, uh, did you want to talk more about the vigil or do you have something else on your mind? Oh, no, no, no. I just I just thought that, you know, it, it, it would be uh, it would be humorous to see if that happened next year. And see, see what they what what they when the shoe is on the other foot, what they do. Well, frankly, I'm going to watch to see if they host the event next year. And if they do, then I'm yeah, I will probably host some kind of counter event. But if they if they don't plan to have the same event. And they go, they keep it private or something. I don't know that I'm just going to do an Ashley Babbitt memorial on the street without their event to. uh, I see. Yeah. To uh, riff with, you know, to have a little back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because nobody will remember what happened this year. So it won't like it won't it won't resonate with anybody. Is that is that in very poor taste now that I'm thinking about it? It's like. Oh no! I'm only going to use a a woman's memory for my own. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this at all. This, <laughs> okay, this actually well, is pretty bad now that too. I think about it. That's it's no, kind of distasteful, no. but it's okay. It's good to get eyes on that story. Well, it is like obvi- I I'm sympathetic with what happened, but I guess what I'm saying is if I'm making my decision about whether or not I'm going to bring a real person's death into the public arena in that way, based on how I think it'll interact with other people. That's not really a good reason to bring that person's memory into the public arena. I should, it's, it's, if someone did that to my family, I'd be, I would not be happy about that. So I I agree. I I think you're right there. Yeah. I might have to think of another angle, but there are a different, there are a million different things you can do. I have, uh, like I said, when we, when we thought about how to do this in the first place, I had a lot of back and forth, talking about what the best approach would be uh, with my wife. We we're trying to figure it out. And eventually I decided, no, be polite, push back gently and we'll see how they react. Don't go too hard because then they just have an excuse to kick you out of there and, and be mean. But we've got like the giant Trump masks, you know, like, the, like we could go in giant Trump faces, giant foam MAGA hat stuff. Like over the last few years, the amount of ridiculous Trump stuff that has showed up in my PO box yeah, like I never even collected this stuff. It's just, you know, Trumpy stuff shows up in my P.O. box from time to time. So I have a pretty good wow. collection and I could deploy it and that wouldn't be distasteful in the same way. Anyway, if you have, if you have we have a year to brainstorm about it. So if you have thoughts, you're, you're welcome to send them my way. Do we lose him? No, no, no. Oh, OK. Well, uh, what other thoughts do you have before we let you go? Uh, I, I saw that uh, I don't usually follow gun issues that that closely, but since it's since it's New Jersey, I saw that New Jersey had a uh, put a stay on the uh, concealed carry law that New Jersey tried to to institute. I did not see that. Is that a federal ruling or what? Do you know? Uh, let me look it up. No, I'm not sure. I New Jersey think so, but I, I don't want to say for sure. I'm just curious if uh, if this is the new uh, Bruin, if this is the Bruin decision in action or what the basis for this. A judge blocks key parts of New Jersey's concealed carry gun laws, cites constitutional problems. To your point, this is uh, two weeks ago. 
And yeah, a federal judge on Monday hit the brakes on New Jersey's new concealed carry gun law, finding that the tough restrictions on where and when a person can carry a firearm in public present, quote, considerable constitutional problems. So that's shocking. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe there'll be something of a, a legal and cultural turnaround on this issue. That would be nice. Are you a New Jersey guy? I forget. Yeah, yeah, South Jersey. Ah, well, uh, Godspeed. I, I, don't, I don't quite have the New Jersey accent. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been. I've been to Philadelphia, but that's the closest I've been. Yeah, we're right. We're right across the river. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Thanks for calling. Okay. I appreciate I, it. I, I, I must I must confess before before I go, I, I rode my bicycle to the uh, to the post office the other day and I crossed a few streets. He shouldn't die. Uh, well, thank you for the call. I don't ever call back. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Uh, right, as long care. as you don't yell at ambulances, I guess I'll allow it. But just don't don't let it get to that point. Forgive me for I have sinned. <laughs> Uh, okay. Orwell's goal, uh, Orwell's yeah, ghost, excuse me, is up next. Orwell, Hi. are you there? Hey, what's going on? Sorry. I was doing, uh, was doing a menial task for my wife. No, just, ah. God damn it. Just <laughs> sounds I, dangerous. I'm on the show right now. Relax. Relax. <laughs> Sorry. We spilled some dog food. That's what's all right. Up? What's on your mind? Uh, no, uh, no. Have you, uh, blonde, you might've been paying a little bit of attention to this. Um, the uh, uh, the Synod on Synodality in Germany, have you seen this? Mm-mm. These are the German bishops who want to redefine um, sexuality, and, and uh, Father James Martin is all behind them, and, and uh, apparently so is Pope Francis. What? What yeah, Google search yeah, term should I use? I need Wait, I'm not sure I follow. Can oh, you explain no, you it can... to me in, in dummy terms? What's going on here? There are a... A large group of German bishops. So a synod is like a basically like a, a religious get together of um, the prelates and uh, religious clerics and, and lay people, mm-hmm. and they've determined that the Catholic Church needs a needs an overhaul in terms of sexual morality. Um, and this is coming from uh, the German hierarchy, and uh, so. And and one of those things is uh, sexual orientation. So, okay. Yeah. Wait, are they trying to make the church gayer? Is that what you're saying, or that we need a rehaul to a pre-Vatican II values? Well, that's what it that's what it sort of feels like. And there's a funny video where a, a an American guy, and I think this video is about a year and a half old. An American guy like corners. Cardinal Holerick, uh, who's the Cardinal of Luxembourg, gets right in his face and says that, you know, the church defines homosexuality as a sin that cries out to heaven. What do you say? And he's he's totally heretical and says, well, you know, the the uh, the Bible also says that we should stone adulteresses and that the that the the earth is the center of the universe. So do we take this thing, these things literally? And, and that guy was like, that guy basically was like, that's all I needed to hear. So, um, I'm reading about this Bishop Heiner Wilmer. Yeah. Yeah, And I believe he, I believe Cardinal Holerick was the general relator of of the synod on, on synodality. So, 
Um, it's, it's, it's very, uh, dis- very, dis- very disheartening. And it, it, it gets down to the root of it. Blonde, if I could ask you, <gasps> you what, 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 what church or what, what sect of Catholicism do you, which, which uh, mass do you attend? I go to a post Vatican II non-Latin mass when I go. Yeah, um, yeah there's a Latin, there's a Latin one up in in Cordelline. I know that for sure. You start going to it, I, and I'm not saying like, but it's Society uh, of Saint Pius. Although there's one at um at uh, Joan of Arc that I've it, been to. My, my 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 sponsor is listening to me right now. I know he is, and, and I, I I I I'm saying go to a go to a go to a Latin one and and just enjoy it it's they they won't turn you away no i've Um, been to i've been to latin mass recently i never know what the fuck is going on is the one thing well well that's well the problem is you're being you're being a rube and not getting a latin uh not getting a latin missile come on now this whole thing of of return to the latin mass it makes church more inaccessible for people like uh, can't we find some kind of happy medium it totally does no it, no, it totally no. does. I I, I don't want to go to a Latin mass. I don't want to. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'll I'll try. I'll try to convince you right here. And again, I I hope my I hope my sponsors listening right now. I've been to six probably new like ordinary form masses in my life. Um, in the past year, two years, I've been to three Latin masses. Uh, I've been to one from I, like our 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 masses, uh, priestly fraternity of, uh, of Saint Peter. I've been to one mass. That's the one we, my wife and I, attend weekly. That's the one my daughter was was baptized in. Um, I've been to one mass of the Institute of Christ the King, and I've been to one mass at a church that is outside of the Catholic Church. That's technically set of a contest. It's not like it's not within the. All three of those masses were exactly the same. Almost exactly the same, with like one or two very, very mechanical like um, uh, differences. Like there were somebody snapped for I think to 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 genuflect on on I think the um, I think it was the uh, the Gospel of, of John. Um, I get more out of a mass that's was, in a language that no, I speak. No differences whatsoever. But I, I make tell you this. I make no apologies for that. I get more out of a mass. I, 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 hold on, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you should. What I'm saying is. There is a consistency to it. There's consistency to the Latin Mass, um, and it, especially if you go to the High Mass, it's really, really, really beautiful. And 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 they sing, you know, sort of in the same, in the same tongue, in the same uh, tone, tones, and and. Uh, well, uh, I was unaware of this. This is really bad news. We have major problems in the church. Major problems in and, the church. Yeah, yeah, and I and like, and if I could see an, uh, one more thing. Um, I think that's been one of the worst parts of the sexual abuse scandal is the sexual abuse scandal overshadows a lot of other major, major problems within the church. Um, Well, that too. But how is this Bishop Vilmer going to um, make sexual orientation more widely accepted in the church? And that's not going to end up with more pedophilia. No, that no, he's 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 not. Yeah, he's not. Fa- like, this is so stupid. Fags equal pedophilia in the Catholic Church it, everywhere, like in public schools and all these places. Write like, it I don't down. Know what, Blonde's forecast. Here we go. What? what am I wrong? It, it, this is so crazy. Well, no, 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 no. This I don't know. Was, but... and, and, and let me let me tell let me tell this right real quick. My brother talked about this. My brother met a guy who was in seminary back in the back in the late eighties, early nineties when my brother was back in college and he met this guy. And this guy spent two or three years in the seminary 
and dropped out. And my brother was like, Jesus, why did you drop out? And he said, there were too many queers, man. Like yeah. He said, and, and the only reason they joined was because they wanted to be around other men. He said, I, I met probably six or seven seminarians who were there to genuinely there to be priests. And the other ones were there to be around guys. Yeah, that's really, 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 really lame. And then we have this, we should let you go, but we also have this problem in the church that I've talked about. Um, my former church, St. Thomas, the priest that everybody loved, this like white priest, he was awesome. Um, the, the, he grew the church community by 200%, 200%. And then once he left and he was replaced with Nigerians that don't speak any English, two Nigerians, everybody stopped going to church. I get an email two weeks ago that's like, we desperately need funds because our donations have dropped 50% yep. since Father John left. It's like they're punishing, they're punishing white communities. I, 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 went to, um, I, I went to a mass at a really beautiful church. In my, I mean, like one of the most beautiful churches in our area. Very recently to say a, a, say a rosary for uh, the late uh, Benedict XVI. And um, I'm sitting there on my knees and there are children like running through the church. This is like noon. Children running through the church people talking and all kinds of other shit. And I'm sitting there trying to say my, trying to say my like second decade, right? I'm, I'm through my first, I'm getting through my second. I'm just having trouble because people are talking and all of a sudden some Ugandan priest walks up, stands up and says, the Lord be with you. And I was like, I think there's a mass going on right now. <laughs> and then it all starts. And I was like, I think I need to stand. And I was just there to say a rosary for Benedict 16 and, yeah, it's 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 a fucking mess. It's an absolute mess. But I I would suggest like go don't worry don't worry about your heathen husband. Take him. They will accept him. I promise. Okay. Because no, I, I know I know I know you've mentioned that before. Like that like there are certain set seti churches that won't like accept him. They they will like they well they, I think they, they're, they're not attendance is so low that I feel like they're not going to kick me out. They're willing to make some concessions. <laughs> All yeah. right, we, we, we got to wrap this yeah, one take up. Care but, of uh, yeah, thank you for calling yeah. in and all the best to your family. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. We are due for a break. So let's catch up with our chat quickly. We'll get right back to your calls. Uh, over on, uh, well, Tippy Stream in this case, but uh, our, super chat, our super chats generally, Captain Norway says, uh, your subscriber number finally changed. Sorry to see it move downwards, oh, though. No. Yeah, I think I, I got I got knocked down a notch by Susan. Uh, what will it take to finally remove Wiki Wiki's boot off of you? In the meantime, take my devalued Viking shekels and keep straddling that fence. Well, I know that you're. Boy, I'm sorry I, to hear that. That sucks. You know, I I don't uh, I don't get offended by insults or labels, but the one the the one accusation I know you're being you're being trolly, Captain Norway. Uh, the one accusation that does bug me when it's serious is fence sitter, because I think that I'm very clear about the principles that I try to uphold. And I, I think I do my best at, at uh, maintaining them. I guess I'll put you on the spot and you, you don't have to, well, do you think that there is a single issue that I don't have a clear stance on? And maybe I'll try to explain it, but like, what is the one issue that I'm a fence sitter on? no a clear stance i mean sometimes i see the fire in your eyes where you're willing to compromise your principles just to see things burn it happens once in a blue moon yeah what i call that fence sitting no i would say that's a step in the right direction ah uh 
I guess I would need the term fence sitter defined. I can't I can't think of a single issue where I'll sit here and go, well, one side says this, the other says that. You can't really say. No, no, it's one side says this, the other says that. Here's my view on who's right and why. That's it's exactly true. what yeah. we did with uh with with Crowder versus Daily Wire Ooh, or any people other people were so pissed off in the comments. Lots of people want to lick Crowder's bottle on this one. Good for them. And I understand they're, because I hate Ben Shapiro. They're entitled like, to that. But I, I I think that and you don't have to uh you don't have to to say that the Daily Wire is right or something like that. But I think that if you think if you expect Steven Crowder to make some hero move on this, uh, I wouldn't make that bet. I, I don't see that coming. Me neither. Everybody's a douche. Hmm. Anyway, I <laughs> and again, Captain Nori, I know you're kidding around, but occasionally I do get that that fence sitter accusation lobbied seriously. And I want to I want to actually know. I'm not I'm not asking rhetorically to make a point. I want to know what is the issue that I'm unclear on, because I'd like to explain that further if I haven't been clear on a particular yeah. thing that I talk about. Anyway, Tortuga, uh, I would I would just like to let everyone know Auntie Tortuguita. Never forget Tortuguita. Rest in peace. Uh, Tortuguita, Auntie Tortuguita is OK. It was mistaken identity with some lispy tree hugging fellow. I'll keep you abreast of updates. In her ongoing saga. Well, uh, whoever that guy is, if his name is Tortuguita or not, he's definitely not okay. Let's see, Matt Satanson. Hello, I am Matt Christensen's arch enemy, Matt Satanson. Matt Christensen, I will defeat you. (laughs) Oh, well, that's going to be an interesting battle when that comes. Thank you. Mike Daniels. Blonde, how often do you catch guys looking at your ass in public? My girl was telling me that was telling me what it's like to be a woman, and I was shocked. Is it really true that 80% of men you see in public look at your backside? It can't be that bad. I don't know. Your, your girlfriend must be, like, really hot. Huh. I would say when I was 25, 40%, and now I'm down at, like, a oh, 20%. 40% that you see. Guys are sly about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 80%, that seems like... She'd have to be real fine. Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> Blonde's hair bun. No, I'm not. on top of the world today. <laughs> ah, all right. Mike Daniels says, uh, we on the right can uh, can fight each other one day and stand side by side with each other in a war effort the very next day. That's the advantage uh, that we have over the left. They can't do that. Walsh and Crowder would still defend each other against the left. They They probably would. That said, I wouldn't undersell the damage that was just done. Um, I think yeah. that that I think that uh, if, if there was some public controversy that they'd be capable of defending each other on principle. But will we see them really cooperate on some sort of project together or will we see them go on each other's shows or will we see them really do anything meaningful together? I I wouldn't say never because, you know, bridges can be fixed over time, but I get the sense that people are really pissed off about this. And frankly, if I was involved, I probably would be too. I think that there's a lot of very serious betrayal going on. Yeah. Yeah. Incompetent hand says, uh, I don't like Matt and blonde, their opinions. (laughs) Oh, wait, where's my jazz music? Should I, should I, (laughs) I do still have that, but I won't recycle the bit. I don't like Matt and blonde, their opinions. I wasn't (laughs) fond till one day I watched the stream and found out they weren't that mean. Some things aren't for computers to say. The Matt and Blonde show, never fake, always <laughs> gay. Well, 
Thank you. I appreciate my, my that. My mom started saying that fake and gay. Today I feel uh, gay. She she made it to like 2013. She's almost caught up. Yeah. Although it's just weird coming out of your parents' mouth. Fake and gay is a great is a great term. It's certainly not expired. It's certainly no. It's always in. Yeah. G-I-A-R says, hey, my Jagas, you caught up on Yellowstone. I am. I'm waiting for it's not coming back till summer. And even 1923 uh, is on a break till. February. Yeah. Why? I don't know why they did that break because they only did what four episodes and then a, you can't. Dude, you can't, this Indian chick with the tiny forehead that killed Jennifer Ely with a, a bookcase of, or with a. You can't spoil it. It's still. Whatever. No one gives a fuck uh, with all the Bibles. <laughs> yeah. Um, is she going to end up being Monica's? ancestor so, well it's either monica or thomas rainwater it's got it's one of the two they can't help themselves can they yeah um i don't know i i, I didn't think this latest uh or first half of this yellowstone season was great it was mostly just set up and like i said the i'm not spoiling anything by saying well maybe this is a light spoiler if you haven't caught up but in general spoiler alert tune tune out for a second if you don't want to know but that's the point is the spoiler is actually kind of anti climactic it's like just just so you know uh jamie and beth are fighting and one of them's probably going to kill the other like yeah everyone has seen that yeah. coming for seasons at this point did i send you that uh yellowstone in 30 seconds instagram clip I no it's probably great though yeah it's hilarious the best uh movie or show summary in 30 seconds ever was the lion king and that one was like a, a viral youtube video 15 years ago i don't think dad, i saw it dad we'll always be together right right we're friends right that's it great clip uh okay uh just a couple more here giar says hell no round table pizza is the official pizza of the pacific you couldn't name a better one i'm a chubbo and i know what i'm talking about pizza hut is second we don't really have round table around here, but as far as like uh, big fast food pizza, whatever you want to call it, I don't know if round table fits in that or not, but yeah. I have surrendered because I was always of the pizza hut persuasion. My wife is Domino's. And so I've surrendered to Domino's, although new Domino's like modern Domino's a lot better yeah, than Domino's of old. I, I I think they're perfectly fine these days. Domino's of old was crap, but new Domino's. is fine. Yeah. Nobody beats a uh, little Caesars though. I, I shouldn't. That's uh, Obscene. Little Caesars is its own thing, though. I don't even compare like Pizza Hut or Domino's <sighs> to that because Little Caesars is in this own sub tier of at least back in the day, five dollar pizzas made by a really high guy. But that was part of the appeal. Jeff Sloat says, hello, Matt and Blonde, uh, with the recent uptick in Asian mass shootings. Is it time to ban elderly Asians in America? Why can't we have common sense Asian control? I just think that the old, the old Asians have finally had enough. They've taken enough beatings in the urban centers by uh, attackers of color who are so emboldened. They say, yeah, I hate really. Asians N word, <laughs> and they're still not charged with hate crimes. Yeah. That, uh, old Asian men have finally had enough. They've just, <laughs> they've cracked. We broke them. We couldn't stick up for them. And so they're not going to stick up for us. They're going to take us all out. Yeah. That, I mean, we talked about that one on Sunday and then within the next couple of days, there was another one in Half Moon Bay, south of San Francisco, another old Asian man. What if we had back to back old Asian mass shootings? Never heard of that before. Never. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out. They're coming very slowly and with a hunched back. But the gun, the gun that the guy in uh, Monterey Bay had. <laughs> Do you see this thing? Uh-uh. Maybe was it maybe, a potato launcher? If, if it's not too old of news on Sunday, I forget exactly what gun it is. It looks kind of like an Uzi, but it's like a Mac, whatever. 
Um, not a gun that I'm particularly familiar with. And then he either, they said that they found homemade suppressor materials at his home. Whatever what does that, that means. mean? Yeah. But he had some kind of massive muzzle device on this gun, whether it was a homemade suppressor. I, I don't know, but, uh, I could find it later. The gun that he was using was just like a comical video game gun that was needlessly huge for just being a handgun. And for such a tiny old Asian man, it was hilarious too. It's just weird choice, but okay. It was described maybe, on the Maybe news. they're fighting back, except they're not killing black people. So, the, Well, they're, the, yeah, they're killing other Asians in these cases. So yeah, it's uh, baffling. Uh, on the news, they called it a semi-auto assault pistol. That's the new propaganda term. It was a What the semi- hell does that mean? I think they just mean he had a giant, whatever that muzzle device was on it. And it had, a, it had uh, a magazine carrying more than 10 or 15 rounds, which is a uh, extended magazine by the state of California's definition. Also illegal for that reason. Anyway, thank you for the chats, guys. We will uh, get back to the calls. We'll come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Appreciate it. Uh, Mister. Um, I'll uh, have to just circle back with you. Mr. Short version of the N-word is here. Mr. Short uh, version of the N-word, what's on your mind? What's up, Nibba? <laughs> uh, um, I actually sent uh, these questions in email there, so you guys can delete them afterward there. Did you use okay. the same name or did you use a different name? Uh, I used the same name. Okay, I'll grab it now, just so I don't forget. Okay. Hey, um, so the first question was, uh, in your guys' opinion, and is conservatism just relative to the left, country, culture, or time? Is conservatism like its existence or our ideological stance or? Well, because like a lot of like, and I was trying to kind of conceptualize this as like, maybe this is why the right often kind of loses. But it, you know, a lot of people these days, they'd be like, I'm conservative, but like, I'm okay with gay people. Like we shouldn't be tossing them off the roofs, but it's like way back in the day or go to like an Islamic country. It's like, mm, no bueno. I don't think that, that conservatism exists as a reaction to leftism. If anything, it's the other way around. Conservatism is the natural state of being for order. Right. Um, and as far as this movement, this accepting of gays thing, this is not, this is not a right wing stance that's ever been held people that say they're right wing now are just like leftists from the 90s well I, and i would need to know what acceptance means too like uh, what are we talking about obviously they are they're people with the same legal rights but we've gone so far now that there's an entitlement to your opinion like the hockey guy that we were talking about on sunday you must wear the pride patch or you are you are the villain um to your first question what makes um like is conservative just conservatism just relative okay so is that a term relative to the left no i would i would say it's not either because what defines conservatism is adherence to traditional values time-tested values is is how i would answer that question it doesn't look at the degeneracy of the left and think we shouldn't do that it i mean you might you might use that as a valuable comparison but those those values have stood the test of time and existed before the uh the degeneracy of today i think I think that kind of brings to the next question there. So like, as I was saying in the other one, as it, it could be the left country culture time, because I think even in the past without the homosexuality, you could be talking about, about as far as propping up the church or like with which church or which religion in. And so you're talking about time tested traditional values. Yeah. But 
some of those are different depending whether you're in Japanese culture or if you're, uh, you know, in Islamic culture. Yeah, Islamic I, I culture. suppose you're right that conservatism might have a different definition culturally because the 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 traditional values might vary by culture. But, um, but yeah, I, I see the point that you're making. You, so you, what 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 do you think is like the underlining like values that would be that would actually make somebody a conservative or like yeah. not a conservative? Ah, uh, well, I I don't know if I'm the best to go to bat for conservative philosophy personally, but I can tell you that the basis of my moral framework is is that, and I think this would align with what most conservatives would agree with, that human life has purpose and value and all other moral rules uh, branch from that fundamental principle. So uh, where does that come from? Well, that's kind of the, the God concept question. Who who gave it that value? Where did that value originate? But, Long, but do you, you agree with that? Uh, yeah, and then I think that a lot of that... Uh extends to a belief in the nuclear family and to a greater degree in patriarchal values. And of course there's a biblical basis for that. So I think conservatism is based in, in Christianity. I think it's hard to be an atheistic conservative, like truly. I don't think it's necessarily hard to do, but I think it's hard to explain where you get those values. Right. Yeah. Right. You must have a lot of confidence in your ability to enforce morality through, you know, your own human weakness, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like Hubristic. a polygamous family not to be conservative? Like if you're talking about like the Amish or... No, they would. They would, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't so have what's the, the ethical problems with okay. pluralistic marriage that ah. most people do. Well, uh, I, I suppose my objection to it um, on a moral level would be that uh, it's it's probably not in the best interest of the children, but maybe there's some argument counter. I mean, my, my commitment to my wife is my commitment to my son. Right. Uh, they're, they're, if not the same thing, they are inextricably linked. I can't. And how good of a father can you be if you have 35 children? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's, it's very tough to, uh, you know, take them it's to little basically, league games and Yeah. All it's basically like being raised by four single moms, which can't be good for anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, okay. next point, if you want it. Yeah. Um, so, I guess this all kind of relates into my thinking, which is like, how do we on the right stop people from falsely accusing people that they dislike as being on the right? So ah. somebody like Andrew Tate or Hitler, like they just be like, well, those are right wing fingers. It's like, well, you just dislike them. That's why you're just saying they're right wing. Yeah, I, su I suppose if you wanted to dispute that characterization you'd have to do exactly what you're doing what do you mean when you say conservative what do you mean when you say right wing what values do you think that entails and i know that's kind of a complicated question and they're just looking to sling labels but that's sort of the problem and that's why I, i'm not sure that i have a particular interest in defending those labels for their own sake like i don't necessarily care if someone is labeled conservative or right wing because to me it's a name just like any other it's an ad hominem attack in that right. context. You and it's exp meaningless when being said by somebody that's so far left that they think everybody's yeah. right wing. Yeah. So well, yeah, I think it sorry, often makes a lot of normies not want to be associated with the right or not want to have traditional values because yeah. they don't want to be considered to be on the right and to be 
somewhat parallel to yeah. other figures that they dislike. I think uh, uh, to, in order to get people to embrace um, more traditional values, I don't know. I, I think you have to somehow it needs like some kind of rebranding because it seems like too many people learn it the hard way. You know, the reason these traditional values uh, work and are successful is because they're time tested. People have tried different approaches to life. And these are generally the ones that produce a happy family and a happy, successful life. When they say the right or conservatives, I think what they're trying to create is a boogeyman portrayal of some constrictive authoritarian person who just wants uh, arbitrary control of your life in yeah. pursuit of some biblical values or something. Re- the, the reason that I want uh, my son to adopt this sort of value system or my neighbor to or anyone else I talk to is because I believe it is the set of values that leads you to a happy, productive life. I don't espouse this these values, and I know I'm not like a, a, a strict conservative per se, but I certainly agree that, it, that those values produce the sort of life that I'm talking about. I want those for people so that they're happy and successful, not so I can impose my way on them. It's, it's because just look at people living degenerate lives counter to traditional values. How often are they successful, happy, fulfilled, prosperous? They might say these things and post them on Instagram, but I guarantee you the wine and the cats in your apartment are not bringing you long-term satisfaction. It, and that's sad. Like I, I want people to embrace these values so they become the best versions of themselves, not so I can just pull the puppet strings on them. And I don't know how you how you rebrand that to make it something that's, I guess, friendlier or more compassionate in its presentation. But maybe that's a mistake. That maybe what we should be doing, which I don't know if this is right, but. It, maybe we should be doing exactly their tactic where we point to the degenerates and we call them leftists. It's yeah. more people on the left. So it's something like, like the abhorrent people on the left just be like, look at the leftist Amber Heard and what she did to Johnny Depp. It's like, <laughs> you don't have to like appreciate Johnny Depp because he's his own bag of problems. But yeah. she just point out that, you know, those degenerates over there, they're disgusting. You should kind of spit on them or whatever. And then yeah, maybe that will push people away from being on the left and more towards the right, because I think they're doing that in the reverse to the right as it is. Yeah, it's certainly not the tactic I would choose. But to your point, is that the fight that's been brought to us and we have to decide whether we want to sit back and not engage in it or whether we want to adopt those terms and, and fight it? And um, I guess if people are persuaded by just smear terms, well, all right. Bring in the smears. We we tried the polite way. It's I mean I'm just talking about it with uh, with the um, the vigil and uh, entertaining. You know I I tried the polite way that didn't work. So I guess I'll be a little less polite next time. I mean it's a it's unfortunate. It's not the way that I'd like to engage. But if those are the terms brought to me, then you know maybe you're not you're not so far off. You got before we let you go. Do you have any uh, you have any good. Uh, Beyond leftists, you have any good terms you'd like to see utilized? Uh, generally, I live in more conservative area, so you know you get the classic ones. Besides, just straight up, just calling somebody a leftist or a commie, he, you know, the libtards is a good one. Ah, and, or <laughs> or Justin's cuck, you know, any of that. What is what is that? Is, is that a Canadian thing? What is yeah? Yeah, it would be a Canadian thing there. Huh. Oh, why did I not figure that out on my turn? Justin's cuck. Wait, just so I understand the uh, 
the relationship here. You're talking about Justin's cuck is the guy. Justin is cucking you or are you cucking Justin? Let me understand the arrangement here. I think in the arrangement, Justin would be cucking them. That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, If if your wife is leaving you for Justin Trudeau. (laughs) Oh, I don't even think they're leaving. I think you're they're sitting there watching it and enjoying be like, Oh yeah, you can have right, you sorry. Know, access to all my wealth. Just take it away from me. Got it. You have access to my wife, have access to my body autonomy. He, you know, get to stick my wife with whatever jab you want. Ah, you know, because we're all kind of cut by the government, aren't we? I suppose. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the thoughts, man. I appreciate it. Yep. No problem. Have a good night. Use one. Bye. Bye. Uh, are you are you all right? Yeah, for the audience that doesn't know, I've never been sick this much as I have in the last six months. But I have norovirus, and yesterday I puked on Chrissy Mayer's stream. I am not pregnant. Oh, did you? I, I didn't hear that. I had to be like, I'll be right back, but my bathroom is right here, and so I'm pretty sure the audience could hear me like, Bleh. but it's still aired and stuff. It's not like it. Was it no, live? It's fine. It was fine. It was just okay. kind of low energy. But my husband and my baby got it five days ago. And so I was walking around like, my immune system better than yours. Da, da, da. It's been... <laughs> and then yesterday, it just it all hit me. So it's been rough. Hmm. All right. So, but, but I assume your camera is intentionally off. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, I yeah. Cool. All right. I know a fat guy. Are you there? Yes. Yes, I am here. What's on your mind? Uh, well, actually, how do you think the media just lies to us about? everything why do we think that sorry can why? you re- repeat the question once more you kind of cut out for me okay um how much do you think the media just lies about every topic uh, well they tell the truth when it is beneficial to them. like deliberate and intentional deception as opposed to just getting it wrong for mistaken reasons or well i don't know uh, uh, uh a well, lot uh, more than uh, they should okay so i'm the type of guy who like likes to read like page six page seven because mm-hmm. you know that's where i find like most interesting things because i was part of a company and we had bad news to like to like set out and the ceo said hey you know wait for a big news story and then we'll release it because it will be page six ah. not front page news yeah so i've always been about that so i'm gonna give you uh, a couple things and you can kind of like tell me if you think these should be like talked about more uh russia is looking to basically bring iran into like basically the fold of the BRICS nations so the sanctions will basically fall and russia is going to be giving them anti-aircraft i mean anti-air surface-to-air missiles so they can shoot down like cruise missiles or airplanes you think that should get a little more news coverage yeah yeah i'd imagine so i wonder why they're not covering that uh, who knows? I mean, from what I understand of the Ukraine-Russian war, like, they're begging, they're getting tanks, but if you're winning a war, are you begging for n- more equipment and more ammunition? You know, yeah. I, I don't think we're getting the right news story there. Yeah, and they probably don't want uh, the public to see that Russia could fortify their arms by um, partnering with another major world force and a nuclear-armed country, so... I guess that makes sense. Also, who would Iran do this to? Israel, immediately. Well, yeah. Well, no. Iran would only be able to, like, defend its airspace. So bombing them or, like, sending cruise missiles would, like, basically almost be over if Russia does this. Which looks like they're going to. 
in which case the sanctions are done. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't haven't seen any coverage of that. Yeah, yeah, but it's happening. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty sure we're not getting the correct uh, news coverage of the Ukrainian uh, uh, war. Uh, no, I would, I would bet not. There are a lot of interests in making sure that is perceived a very uh, certain way, I think. Yeah, uh, okay. Now, 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 this is the big one that I think you guys are going to be interested in. Remember those bailouts in 2008? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tucked in all those little bills were a couple little juicy things that are just coming out now. Fifteen uh, years the, later. Yeah. The okay. the okay. So the Fed no longer has to discuss with Congress if it's going to bail out a bank, right? They have. Do you know that? the sole authority to do that? Yep. They do uh, do they have other limitations? Since when? Since I, I don't know what bill it was, but at one point they can do it now. I, that it's sounds not. insane to me. I know that you're uh, particularly well versed in this area of news, though. So I, I got to yeah. I, I got to Google this while you talk about it. OK, uh, well, uh, I'll give you a specific event. Okay. Uh, and they don't have to tell the, the world that they did it until two years after they've done it. When we I find out anyway, I mean, uh, bank uh, banks information is generally public, at least their revenue streams to a certain extent. I mean, people, I don't investor see, would surely be able to figure this out. I don't see any information about this. Where are you finding this? Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'll, I'll give you like, uh, one of the things is, is, uh, the fed bailed out, uh, a bunch of banks in March, 2020. Mm-hmm. So like everyone was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they bailed out. Uh, I forget where is it. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, whatever is they don't have to tell anyone that they bailed anyone out, like any bank out, until two years after they've done it. That's when it has to become public knowledge. So are, like, so are you saying there were bailouts in March of 2020 that are now public knowledge after the fact? Yep, and there's you, probably. Do been, you know any of the banks or? I think uh, J.P. Morgan was one of them. Let me see if I can find some information on this. No, oh, I'm just saying that not only has there been like uh, a number on that, there's been. I I, th- I I was like busy today, so I wanted to get that all ready, but I didn't have time. Is but there is what... there a place for more information on this? I just I just don't see anything. And if I wanted to learn more about it, where like where are you getting this information? Oh, I got it from uh, what Financial Times thing is like. I, I I guess I could send you it, but the yeah, big like thing to, is I'd is like to say look for sure. But there's um there's actually been like a bunch of people are thinking about um that there's probably been three other bailouts in the Biden administration that we just haven't known about. One was uh the Bank of England, like you remember when they had uh, a roving head like PM where they had that. Prime Minister who was only in office for like whatever forty days. Oh uh, yeah, wasn't it that that one chick? I forget what her name was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Already forgot. Yeah, and now yeah. they have their that pension- one Indian guy or like Pakistani yeah. guy or something. Yeah, yeah. Their pension fund nearly failed, and then like everyone was like, everyone was scared, and then everything was fine. <laughs> like everyone's like, hey, wait, hmm. what just happened here? <laughs> did, did something happen we're not aware of? And then the other one is if you actually like Google. Credit Suisse, these were like uh, uh, Swiss banks 
that were like in trouble and then all of a sudden they were no longer in trouble again and everyone's like wait a minute what went on here <laughs> hmm. all right uh and, i got time for maybe one more underreported story if you got one okay uh well actually i'll i'll, I'll just go to this um you ever heard of doomberg no okay uh this is actually one you might be interested in they're a Substack that actually writes about energy. There are a bunch of experts who who write about energy and stuff like that. That's is this a play on. on Bloomberg? That's funny. Yeah, well, it, it might be, but you can Google them. They have a Twitter. They have a Substack. A Substack. You can uh, talk to. They 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 do some podcasts. So that that might be one thing you like where they actually talk about energy and how everything's so insane. Yeah, so, I'm looking at it right now. The Substack, at least. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I would ask is, like, if you're looking into investing, I'd say look into, like, basically the COMEXs and, like, the COMEXs that are going dry. I say, like, those are investment opportunities. All right. Well, thank you for the information. I appreciate the call. Do you know what COMEXs are, by the way? I I do not. You're speaking a language foreign to me. If you want to define it, go ahead. COMEXs, uh, real quick, are basically vaults where... Hmm. Mining is a very inconsistent thing, so you, they put all the stuff in vaults, which are called COMEXs. Silver, gold, copper, I think magnesium, like the world is consuming more than we're mining. So but it's it's I futures, right? Just people yeah. looking to yeah. those. Primary futures and options market for trading metals. Yep. Got it. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, th- thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Sure. No night. Okay for a break once more sure where did you leave off last one i read was i must have uh oh the last one i read was jeff sloat about the uh, uptick in asian mass shootings hey actually can oh no i, I got it. Uh, mo howard thank you no no logan Orr. i couldn't care less what crowder does shapiro's just looking for a- <laughs> You son of a bitch. Um, Logan yeah. also said the Asians have left the roofs. I can make Asian jokes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rooftop Asians. Maybe that's all we're getting is just rogue rooftop Asians. That's true. Um, Bench Bureau says, okay, gang, you heard it here first. I will resign from the Daily Wire and disappear from public life in exchange from a sad handy from Becky. No deal. But first, ExpressVPN. Now, yeah, really. Gross. Um, Congratulations, Blonde says Long Don John. No, I am not pregnant. I have norovirus. Mm. I, I have never had of that norovirus. I don't think so, but generally I resist going to a doctor or getting any diagnosis for anything until I'm about to die. The last time oh, no, I saw I, any... I did not go to the doctor. Well, how do you know you uh, have it? Or who did because, someone in your family get a diagnosis? Because I've had it before, and this is like exactly the same thing. It's like 24 out 12 to 24 hours of just puking and like shitting your brains out 12 24 hours and then you're fine i haven't been significantly sick or gone to a doctor i don't think i've gone to a doctor at all since i got mono like four years ago yeah, why would you i mean yeah. what is a doctor going to do for me right now they'll be like push fluids I'm like i'm already doing that well in the last couple of years especially like i i was already kind of doctor skeptical not because I distrusted them inherently, but just because I hate being, I just hate doctor evaluations, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if, if I'm fine, if I feel fine, I'm fine. Uh, but especially the last couple of years, like I, I definitely don't want these people evaluating me that. Well, I guess 
I mean, I've gone to the doctors for my son. I just haven't gone to the doctor for me in a long time. I mean, doctors can rarely do anything except for like in an acute trauma situation. Yeah. yeah well, it's like the only thing they can do is push vaccines on me. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, blonde, sexy ass. I get stared at way too much. My owner should just start telling guys I have a kid so they'll stop staring. Well, that is very Look effective. at that big ass. Look at that big juicy oh, booty. Okay, guys. It's been a while since I've been in here. Last time I was here, I said my country was becoming an insane asylum. And what an understatement it was. Anyway, good luck and get well soon, Blonde. What's the newest uh, out of uh, Australia? I haven't heard. uh, It seems like the Australian tyranny really toned down ever since they put those brown people in the camps. That was the at least at least the coverage did. (laughs) Yeah, that was the the high point of the Australian lockdown is like our Corona fear exceeds our uh, fear of racism. So we're actually going to put all these uh, aboriginal people in the camp. Hilarious. We've that been trying to get that done for ages. All <laughs> yeah. All, all it took was a, uh, was a viral <laughs> panic. You no, really right. could have, uh, you could really learn a thing or two from that. Uh, what's it, what's his technical term? The guy in the Northern territories, he, what's he, he's like the governor there, but I forget his, the, the title of his political office. Uh, Did it ever come out why this New Zealand broad, uh, resigned? She just says she doesn't have any energy for it left, but I would guess that there's some, People say it's as simple as politics. Now, of course, I'm no expert in um, New Zealand politics, but she apparently is not polling very well. She uh, people are not happy with her handling of the economy and uh, well, similar to what's been going on here, I suppose. And maybe there's some pushback on the gun stuff. Maybe there's some pushback on the Corona tyranny. I don't so know. She resigns. That seems crazy. I guess she'd rather have that than to suffer some political defeat, but I'm guessing because I don't know a damn thing about New Zealand politics. I've just heard people say that. Mm. So, um, Emily Wallace blonde. If you're able to find one, go to an Anglican ordinariate mass. I hope I said that correctly. They're Catholic. It's the happy medium you're looking for. It has the reverence, the Latin mass, but in English. Ooh, I'll look into that. Emily. Thank you. That's a very helpful suggestion. Um, Stephen Crowder, this has all been a ploy in the hopes that I'd be hired by Matt and Blonde. Um, we could call it Crowder in the belly of the beta. That's just terrible. That's uh, if there is if there is one arrangement that would go more poorly than either of us working for Stephen Crowder, it would be Stephen Crowder working, working for either for us. of us. That would Can be you a, imagine? It would be such a disaster. Yeah, yeah that, that would not uh, work well. I don't think that situation would last a week. Mm-mm. Let's see. We will uh, come back to the rest of the chats at the uh, bottom of the hour. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And we'll get back to the calls. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Nicholas, are you there? Good evening. How are you two? We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, not a whole lot. Blonde, you're a trooper for hanging in there. If you're still in here. Oh no, I, I still am. I just had to sit on the floor. <laughs> so that's I hear you. No, you're a trooper. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. So I was going to call and tell you about, have you ever heard of the John Birch Society? Yes. Yeah. Aren't they, isn't that that old video where they warn about the communist takeover and it's basically spot on in retrospect? Uh, yes, basically. Um, but I went to my first and maybe last John Birch Society meeting about two weeks ago. So it's, it's it still like? a thing. It's not just so an old thing. Oh, it's an old thing. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, so it was like 
Um, I get there, and I'm the youngest person in the room by 40 years, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so that's cool. So they like they rent out this old diner for the meet for the meeting, and this diner is like you can tell it's pretty based diner because there's like all these stickers of Joe Biden saying I did that all over the place. Um, but we like sit down for the meeting and dude starts talking. He's like, we're going to put on a video tonight. This isn't going to be like a regular meeting. We're going to watch this movie called uncle Tom too. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And so it's this movie that's told from like the black people perspective about how, um, basically communists are, uh, in America and, and how they are behind like all of the, uh, like, black like like the civil rights blm etc like they're the ones that are the communists are pushing behind all this stuff and the girl who's like doing the serving in the restaurant like bringing us all the food and shit is black so i'm like oh this is like super awkward (laughs) um but then um during the movie and this is kind of why i'm like not going to go back during the movie they um keep talking about like and like it's these communists behind these black organizations it's these white communists and they're like this eric mann guy not a german surname by the way and saul alinsky and uh karl marx all these white communists i'm like oh my god you guys really aren't seeing this are you and of course nobody's nobody's like putting two and two together on the jq and so i'm like uh borderline going crazy in my head um but then today the john birch society sent me an email they like put this new video on rumble about uh i forget what it it was basically called but they called it something like the tangential jews and why conservatives blaming stuff on the jews is like a faux problem that that shouldn't be addressed so i don't know i think it's a bunch of like 1960s hippie era folks with uh maybe not so up-to-date views on the world but so they got some boomer viewpoint on it it's what, like the opposite of the the cane guy that matt was confronted with <laughs> yeah what uh well what how did you get involved or what prompted you to go to this in the first place so I heard about it from an older client who's also a, a pretty based person. And like, it, it seems like a good organization. And so I don't want to cast too many aspersions on it. It's just that they seem a bit like controlled opposition now. And they, they're real hard on the communism stuff. And so I appreciate that. But um, they're nothing like this audience. Hmm. which maybe that's a good thing. Who well, knows? I'm not really we sure. We are our own unique <laughs> brand around here. Yes. All right. So, but anyway. Are you done or will you be returning? I, I might have missed that if you said it. You should go back. No, I, do you think I should go back? I, yeah, I get, get more and... information. It, so they just sound like standard neocons. They're super neocons, super rhino. Like the, the thing is like the, the black people in the uncle Tom video were saying like it, they had like Jesse Lee Peter saying a few things and like the seven year old white woman leans over to her 80 year old husband's like, that's so true. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my God, I need to get out of here. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
it was it was an interesting experience. I would encourage other people to try it. Maybe I just have a bad chapter. All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, have a good night. You as well. Okay. Uh, Chief Slingin' Beef up next. <laughs> Mr. Beef, are you there? Beef? I got nothing. Do you? Uh-huh. Well, let's uh, Slingin' Beef, if you can hear me, I'll... Uh, See if our screener can get you taken care of. And in the that meantime, that rouses such disgusting imagery. What? What was that? Chief slinging beef. Oh, Miss Malevolent is up next. Are you there? Hey, Yes, ma'am. What's on your hey. mind? Hey, how are you? We are well. How are well, you? I am well. Blonde's having a rough go, but we're here. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I haven't, I, I haven't listened to the stream yet. But have you all discussed your thoughts on the TDW versus LWC? Oh, yeah. yes, in great detail on Sunday. I think we pissed off everybody. Cause what, I don't did you, know. what did you say? Well, I, I don't want to misrepresent Matt, so I'll just say what I think. Like Initially, my, reflexively, I wanted to side with Crowder because I, I just hate the Daily Wire and everything they're about, and I hate Ben Shapiro. And some of the terms did sound predatory, but then when I heard Jeremy Boring's response, I was like, well, Crowder didn't really appropriately try to negotiate his contract. And then he went totally nuclear. And I think he was doing that so that he could launch his own mug club, like independent mug club and and not be reliant on any company for the first time in his career, which is a brilliant career idea, but it, it feels kind of dirty to me. I feel a little bit dirty. But also, I kind of don't give a fuck is the other thing. True. True. You know, here's the thing. I agree with you to a certain extent, but it's kind of like... <sighs> TD. Okay, so first of all, uh, Steven wants to style himself as some William Wallace. That's what know, Matt was saying, yeah. <laughs> Just so- you know, like, no, no, bro, you're, you're performing. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's cross purposes. TDW is straight up corporate neoconservative. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's acting like he's standing against the man. It's like, to some degree, he is the man. We're watching one, the man fight the other, the man, and everybody's acting like it's this dissident right thing. Like what the fuck do I have in common with Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder for that point? You know, yeah, I, that's how I feel. But also, I'm more, uh, even though I feel that way, it, it's kind of like the fight between Gates and McCarthy. Yeah. It's like, you know, you had the TDW crowd, like, just hurry up and, and vote McCarthy in. And then you had the Crowder cr- crowd saying, no, Gates and the 20s should hold out. So it's just kind of like, it's still that, it's analogous to that. But more to the point, no, I don't think uh, Stephen is some freedom fighter. But also, this kind of standard practice, uh, corporatist, neoconservative BS, that's out the window. <laughs> yeah. That crap is out the window. So I don't understand why anybody is caping for TDW. They're like, oh, well, it's, it's like, we're going to give you a shit sandwich. And you go, I don't want a shit sandwich. Well, why don't you negotiate? Maybe we take out half the shit and yeah. then you eat that. Yeah. It's like, no, 
I'm, I'm with you there. Well, though. Guess, it was an insulting contract. My only, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. It's not a contract I would sign, which we discussed Absolutely on Sunday. Not. But my only, my only pushback to that point is if, is if that's the perspective, why go in the first place? Though, like, I, I, I guess what I'm, I'm saying is my perception. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, and I'll tell you why. My yeah, theory. if the perception already is that the Daily Wire has a different set of values if you want to be charitable or that they're bad guys if you want to be cynical and why even try yeah, then to why make the approach in the first yeah. place absolutely but here's the thing that's because crowder wants his cake and eat it too he yeah. doesn't uh, he's a what do you call it a creative he wants the business nonsense to be handled by somebody else he doesn't want to think about it he just wants to create the content and, you know, he's kind of got, not kind of, he has an ego. So, yeah. so he doesn't want to be bothered with that stuff, but also he's not stupid. So also he, if you listen to Lauren Chen's analysis. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I think it's true. He takes these things personally. Part and parcel of that is probably his ego. But the thing is, is that he, um, overreacted but did he overreact to the extent of the daily wire is in the right no because they gave him a crappy content because they're about business and he's about the creative part and that's like oil and water that was never going to mix yeah but he's about business too because even though nobody can really hammer down what happened with sven and not gay jared like word on the street is that he's a dick to work for and this well, NDA yeah, thing, he's like, it's standard practice, but is it is it really standard practice? Like, you I don't yeah, know. you can tell he is because of his arrogance. He is yeah. very much that. That's why this whole thing is part and parcel ego. Well, actors actors can't be trusted. Like, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I still watch all of it. I watch everybody. You know, I don't have to agree with everybody one hundred percent of the time. But, you know, this whole thing of, well, it's they're right or they're wrong. No, they were never supposed to. That was never supposed to happen. They should have known that. He probably thought, oh, we're friends, blah, blah, blah. But friends and business don't work together. And and you see the the results of that. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I, oh. I, I certainly uh, take your point, too. And I think it, it should be emphasized. You don't have to take a definitive side in this. And I, I do get no. kind of irritated by the um, implication that you must. And I'm not. There, there no, aren't there actually yeah. aren't a lot of people like that. I wouldn't say that most people I talk to on this one are saying, no, no, you must be either firmly Crowder or firmly Daily Wire. But I don't know, maybe like 10 percent, 20 percent of people I talk to or see take a perspective like that. And I I, I find that one to be pretty annoying. Uh, so. Uh, as long as well you know it's just like anything uh, the extremes the polarizing fandom nonsense that always goes on yeah but i'm i'm just like you all should have never tried this to begin with yeah. uh, who's you who's you the daily wire a whole bunch of this go ahead sorry the, who's the you in that statement you shouldn't you should have never tried this who's you both of them oh yeah, I'd be, you're saying because the deal because, was destined to be look, impossible. TDW, anyway. Look, TDW wanted the bona fides of getting that youth audience that 
LWC gets. Mm -hmm. That's what they wanted. But they wanted to put shackles on LWC, and LWC wants to do whatever the heck he wants without any consequence. That was never gonna. That was never gonna work. Never. Yeah. They, yeah. You know. Yeah. It sounds. It sounds like we're uh, on something of a similar page. And uh, if yeah. you want to hear forty minutes more still of discussion on it, you can tune into the Sunday stream. But yeah. I'm sure at this point you're not going to learn anything new from what we talked about then that you haven't heard already. So. Uh, but well, uh, did, did you did you hear the you Tim guys. Pool interview at all? Yes, I did. You did. Uh, real quick before we we let you go, did you have any oh, thoughts okay. on that? Um. Well, you know, I let me just say this. I watched the one with Candace, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is an unforced error." I heard I heard something about like Ben and Candace lost thousand tens of thousands of subscribers. Off oh, of really? That. Yeah, yeah. So they were talking about they. Like one of them dropped 50,000, one of them dropped 80,000 subscribers. And then they were complaining about that. Um, and what's interesting is now Ben is on Rumble. So maybe some of those barbs that were thrown his way, you know, he took them to heart and he wants to get his authenticity back or whatever the hell. But uh, it was an unforced error. What you could have done is you could have responded like they did. And then radio silence. Then you could have had him run around and be a petulant child. And you <laughs> would have looked great because, mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to be the adults in the room. You're handling big business, blah, blah, blah. Then you could have just had one guy ranting and trying to say, I I'm for the people, whatever. And you would have been quiet. But no, what they did was they sent out uh, basically a pit bull to sit up there and talk about them now. Well, I don't know. I, I wonder if they is. sent her out or if that's just Candace being Candace. Cause the other side well, of this is, and I, 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 I agree. I'm not disputing their point, your point that there was probably some damage done, but the only, the, the, the other side of that approach of, of just letting Jeremy talk and then muzzling everybody else would be somewhat confirmation of the original accusation that, that, your people are only allowed to say the approved line or nothing at all. You know, like it's kind of a it's catch twenty two for maybe, them in that situation. But maybe, but it still wound up being that way because people said, "Oh, look at they're sending out Matt Walsh and whatever to carry water." So it's like lose lose. Yeah, I kind of like, I, I don't like those criticisms where it's like, "Oh, you're just you're you're talking about this because they told you to." Well. If, right. if I'm Matt Walsh, for example, and I feel passionately about this, as I think he does, and I, I'll take him at his word, I'm not, I don't believe that he's inauthentic in that. But if he says nothing, then it's what? It's confirmation that he was banned it's from saying anything. Catch 20, it's a catch yeah. 22. And if he it, says, if he, if he speaks his mind as he has, well, then he was, he was forced by Jeremy and the, he had to come out and take up the sword for them because they'd have it no other way. Yeah. I, I, um, the guy, I, I actually feel bad for those people in that situation by those people. I mean, like the daily wire guys who aren't the, who aren't Jeremy who have their own daily right. wire thing and want to talk about this, but no matter what approach they take, they're viewed as like, they're viewed as controlled right. in one way or the other, you know? Right. They look like controlled opposition. And let's just say this. I understand that they have disparate, uh, disparate personalities and they don't always agree on things. And Ben is his own thing, but sorry, 
Ben is the face of, you know, TW, uh, TDW. And so a lot of the kind of neoconservative corporatist stuff, uh, the the approved uh, Bush line is the very thing that he 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 straddles he sits on that line so of course a lot of the people like matt walsh and 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 the rest get uh painted with that brush as well because of him you know with uh vaccines and um yeah oh you and- gotta support ukraine and you gotta do all of this it's like he, yeah. he he marches in lockstep, and yeah, they get painted yeah. with that. And and so it was and, easy for Crowder to do that. And I know I'm I you know I'll express sympathy for the Matt Walshes and the Michael Knowles and the rest of them in that situation. Right. But on the other side of that, that is what you sign up for. When you sign that Daily Wire contract, you are under that right. branding, and you sort of have to carry both Water. the benefits and the burdens that that branding right. includes. And yeah, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. it's one reason I. Not that I, again, not that I have the opportunity to be associated with that branding, but if I had such an opportunity, I would have to think very carefully about that because mm-hmm. lots of, I, I would still push back and say, just because I associate with people with different opinions doesn't mean that I have to endorse right. everything they say, but rightly or wrongly, you do get that perception. You're all under the same umbrella branding. You will get that association whether you like it or not. Yep. Correct. Correct. Well, thanks for the thoughts and thanks for calling in. Always good to hear from you. Good talking That's to you. Always a pleasure. We'll see you soon. All right. Take Appreciate care. It. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Chief Sling and Beef. We'll try again. <laughs> Mr. Sling and Beef. Are you there? Beef. I still have nothing. Do you? Me neither. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sling and Beef. If you can hear us, we're just not able to uh, get the connection working. Let's try pork hocks. Pork. <laughs> I thought that one actually got me. Son of a bitch. Pork hocks. Pork hocks. Whoever you are, I'm. I need to note that that is a delicious food that can be made into soup. Is that a real thing? Pork. It is hocks. hocks. It's a real thing. Oh, it's the real thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> there's a. It looks like it, this one is Bavarian, and it looks like it's got kind of a German Bavarian name, Schweinschaxe or something. Schweinschaxe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. But uh, it's in quite a few Mexican soups. It's fine. Yeah, you're right. I see. Uh, Anyways, you can get a whole pork hock for uh, seven bucks. It's like the it's like the the lower. It's like if you cut the the leg off at the knee. That's the pork hock. Yes. By the looks of this. Okay. Well, you got. I'm me. so Congra- proud to have informed you about this. Congratulations. What's on your mind? So two things. One, I've been obligated by the Discord members to ask why aren't there more women in the Discord? <laughs> ask the yeah, Discord members that. about yeah, that. Really. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, and two, Blonde, why do you choose Catholicism above any other version of Christianity? Yeah, okay. Um, well, Protestantism is out. I tried that on. And it just wasn't, there wasn't enough reverence in, in any of the Protestant churches I went to. 
Um, and then orthodoxy would be my next choice, but I don't have any, I get hung up on the ethnic thing with orthodoxy. I'm like, I'm not Russian. I'm like, I'm not Eastern. So it feels inauthentic. Although a lot of my friends are orthodox and then you get the removal of this Pope thing, which is great. Um, also I was raised Catholic. I come from a family of Catholics. So I have to, I have to agree that being Orthodox would probably be the better choice here, considering uh, Catholicism focuses too much power into the hands of priests. When, according to 1 Peter 2, 4 through 9, we're all supposed to be the priesthood. We're not supposed to differentiate between ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What What do you do about the hang-up, though, that, like, it's it's... It's regionally inauthentic. Like I'm not Russian or Armenian. And so it's just like, why, why would I be doing this? Well, the Russians weren't Christian initially either, but uh, someone eventually switched them. I don't know. I'm having and that's some, how we got the lovely orthodoxy. I'm, I'm having major hangups with the Catholic church. And so I'm interested in exploring other non-Protestant options. Generally, I found the Baptists to be pretty hardcore on the biblical matters just their views on the baptism itself seem a bit weird no praying in tongues no i'm i'm out on that one and i that's i've seen that happen at a baptist church and at least two evangelical churches and i was like nope i'm out see ya it's crazy town yeah that that appears to just be a case of uh Certain churches just do that, and I cannot explain why. I don't know. I just want like a, a, a not a wholly uncorrupted church, but it would be nice if if every church didn't have a heap of this globo homo stuff. And the traditional Catholic churches don't. But um, when I go, I just don't feel like I fit in. Like last time I went to um, the Latin Mass, I was totally covered up. I was wearing like a tank top underneath like a, a wrap dress that went down to my ankles. And I swear to God, I looked like a, um, like an actual hired prostitute. Like I, it was, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Um, and I didn't have a veil and everything. I was like, I, I can't jive with these people. Like I can't, I just don't fit in here. And so that's my hang up. People are really trying to get me to, to go into traditional Catholic churches. I'm like, I, I go, but when I go, I just get nothing out of it. And I'm like, I don't have anything in common with these people. Yeah, yeah, that would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, All I right, we, uh, we're in a time crunch, okay. unfortunately, hey, so we'll, I'm, you, can, uh, you can take the last word if you go. want it, though. I highly suggest the YouTuber Mike Winger for some good old Christian fun. Okay. <laughs> have a good day. You do. Oh, she's already out of here. All right. Do you have the uh, video share open? Uh. Invalid code. Let me reopen. Oh. Why? Because uh, I saw on Twitter from the YouTube account with whom you may be familiar, Greg Price posts mm -hmm. uh, a lot of useful video clips commonly. Uh, red siren emoji breaking the Paul Pelosi body cam footage has been released and there's a link <gasps> to a video. And uh, I have to admit, I saw this one coming, but uh, here's the audio that Greg posted. Oh, come on. <laughs> you got us, Greg. What a bastard.
Everyone, I love that song. He tried to hide it with a tiny URL link. Come on. Everyone saw that coming. You mother. Yeah. Okay. And it's the last uh, call-in show of the month. And uh, that means we get uh, a call from our call screener, Dangerous Spaces. Dangerous Spaces. Uh, Go ahead. Um, Hi. Sorry, I'll, just try, I'll try to be very quick at the start. Firstly, Matt, uh, you mentioned the you being at a wedding is going to affect the Sunday show, but I do want to remind people because I don't think you said it that there won't be a Bible study on this Saturday. Uh, yes, yeah. It's, uh, uh, and, want- yeah, and, I, and thanks for the uh, announcement on that. And I do have it on the Bible study page of the website as well, just so anyone's, if anyone heads yeah, over yeah, there but- on Saturday, you won't, you'll see a notification that uh, there is no study. But thanks for reminding me about Sunday too, because I was going to say that at the top of the stream. Uh, it looks like weather might be an issue. So I'm hoping there's no interruption to the Sunday stream, but it's certainly possible that that happens. So if you're looking for the show at its usual time live, or maybe you listen Monday or whenever you're looking to find the show, if it's not where you usually find it, check the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. Check my Twitter account at ML Christensen, and I will post any notifications about any Sunday alterations or delays. Um, another thing quickly, uh, but based on conversations I've had over the last couple of weeks, including with you, to anyone out there, if you roll call and you end up early on the list, but let's say you're at Bible study is a big one on Wednesday for some reason. It seems a popular huh. day. So let's say you're at a Bible study, you roll call, but you're on the way home. Just let me know if you can uh, that you're going to be a little bit late. I can juggle people that are early on the list somewhat. Matt, disagree with me if you want on this. Um, I can juggle people if you're really on the list, put you up a little bit later, as long as it's not kind of right at the end of the show that you're trying to get on. Um, I can juggle you a little bit. So just roll, by all means, roll call. And if I have to delay your call a little bit, I can do that. So, All right. Thank um, you and for also, your services as always. Um, no, and sorry, Blonde, just quickly as well. Um, if you're curious about um, churches and stuff, my dad's a former pastor. I, if you really want, I could probably talk to him and try and set up a conversation with you, not like not on your channel or anything, but just to give you some advice if you wouldn't mind that. So Yeah, I'm spiritually lost, so I'll take advice anywhere I can get it these days. I can do that. I can uh, email you if you I know you don't check it very often, but I can email you. Um and That's so nice of you. Something. Yeah, sure. Um Anyway, I figure if you guys are a bit tight on time, maybe we'll do the fun subject that I think may not take up as much time. Okay. Sure. Which is, I want to talk about the movie review segment again. It's been a little while since I've talked about it or questioned about it. Uh, firstly, yeah, I think Wes Anderson movies can really be a, very much him sort of um, huffing his own farts, for lack of a better way of putting it. <laughs> I was going to say like, jerking I, I off in front of a mirror. I think he's really movies yeah. that, you know, not all of them, some of them are a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think a lot of them can just be, they feel very pretentious and I think they're not going to appeal to everyone. So what is your own opinion? Are you a fan or not? The ones I've seen, I just don't like. I'm trying to think what I've seen. I've kind of seen The Life Aquatic with uh, Steve, whatever his name was. I can't remember the name. Bill Murray? And uh, Yeah, yeah, it was with Bill Murray. And what was the other one? The Royal Tenenbaums I watched as well. I'm like, I don't really like these. I don't get the appeal. So you haven't seen Grand Budapest Hotel? So that one I've not seen. Yeah, uh, don't, don't. Just <laughs> do something else. But the other one I found interesting was your review of Pirates of the Caribbean because I think huh. a big a big thing that I find really kind of interesting with you is 
it feels like you're trying to read more deeply into some movies than is really there. And that was one where I felt like that review reflected how I think a lot of some of your reviews probably should be of it seemed like you approached it from are they trying to say anything deep and meaningful? No, they're just trying to have fun. Did I find it fun? Yes, I did. And it does feel like sometimes maybe that needs to be the angle. I, at least I think that some of your reviews probably need to go, you know, your, your reviews, review them how you want. What, uh, you know, can you give like an that, example of a movie that you think I tried to search too deeply into? Oh, not, a, no, like not off the top of my head, but I do find just at times it seems like every time philosophical and, and themes and all that sort of come up and it's like, yeah, but sometimes that's not what the movie's made for. And sometimes well, it's okay to just go, look, was this movie made to be fun? Did I have fun with it? Yeah, okay. But the, usually that's yeah. the distinction. I didn't. <laughs> the movie sucks. But and he's definitely yeah. able to do that about films he has a nostalgic connection to. Um, yeah, uh, maybe. I, I, I suppose for pretty much anybody. I think, I think a big difference or a big sticking point for movies that are older that I don't like at all that people seem to be attached to is a nostalgic valuation. Um, like that's true. Yeah. For, a, a good example of that would be home alone too. Like I clearly don't think there's a lot of philosophy to home alone too, but I understand what its purpose is. And I think it's very good at it. And I think it's a very cultural influential, culturally influential movie. Um, and I have a nostalgic it's, connection to it as well, but segment yeah. is just not going how I thought. It would go because I always thought that Matt was like uh, actually a cinephile that just hadn't seen any movies. Okay, but I don't I don't <laughs> know if that's but he's just hating all these movies that I thought he was gonna love. Yeah, in I other words, I just don't like the movies that you do. That's <laughs> no, I just wonder if like maybe films aren't your jam. I give lots of things high ratings. In fact, my average rating is higher than yours. Yeah, I am so a you're, more you're, discerning you're, critic. You're more negative than I am, so lots of things aren't your jam. To no one's surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if it's I do wonder if it's um if it necessarily is though a nostalgia thing. Like, you know, Rear Window that you reviewed what uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched for one of my majors for my journalism class was basically film film and TV studies. And that was the first time I'd seen it. And I wonder if for me I enjoyed it a bit more because, you know, you kind of you are trying to analyze it and stuff, and you're not necessarily trying to do it for a review. You're trying to do it because you've got to analyze it for a class. You've got to be able to talk about it and, and stuff like that. So you do try to pick up on things and stuff like that. Because I did really enjoy that movie. It's kind of um, very simplistic. It's sort of it's almost a bottle episode equivalent of a TV show to a movie where everything's in one location and stuff like that, and it's kind of very simplified and you know limited in how much there is to it, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think I remember just looking at your review and going, ah, it feels like he's being a bit hard on the, I can't even remember why I'd have to go back and look at it. Um, yeah, I think I, I had some disputes with what I think some of the movies philosophical messages were to your point. And I also, uh, I'm trying to remember, but I, I, I just didn't find it to be an incredibly engaging movie. The, the messages I thought were flawed and it, I just didn't yeah. it didn't grab my attention in the way that some others do. It's hard for me to re- remember all my points, but I I certainly didn't hate the movie. It, I didn't it didn't enrage right. me like some others do. But yeah, but I I've, I have said it before and I'll say it again. I do enjoy watching everyone's reactions to it. It's like there have been movies that I really like, and you've kind of you know you've kind of 
I don't want to say you, you shit on them or anything because that's probably a bit too harsh. <laughs> Unless you like Grand but Budapest Hotel or Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I felt I damn near fell asleep watching Blade Runner. I do not get it. Oh my God. What is I, wrong? Like, I was literally, I was sitting there, I'm um, kind of watching it. My, my head's, you know, how you do the thing where your head kind of drifts and you, you know, it kind of droops and you kind of, you know, it goes far enough, you sort of, you know, wake yourself up just Yeah, from it's natural. called bobbing for cock, is what my husband calls it. What? Okay, that's an interesting what? way of looking at it. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> all right. But I was doing that. I'm just sitting there going, oh my goodness, this is so, like, I don't, what is the big deal with it? Sitting there for whatever, however long, you know, Zoom, enhance, Zoom, enhance, whatever he was saying. It's like, we get it. We get it. You can cut. Yeah. Although it was cool tech in the 80s, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Maybe that's it. But it's anyway- also difficult. To, it is also difficult to know what version you're watching for that movie if you're watching. Oh, I watched them that- all. I watched them to make sure. All 378 uh, of them, fair enough. Well, whatever. I watched I watched two versions, the director's cut and the theatrical release. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll have to wrap up here, but uh, you're welcome to take a final word if you'd like it. Um, no, just, just to say, you know, really appreciate you guys, really appreciate everything you've done for kind of, you know, building this community and stuff. Matt, I haven't said it for a while. I, I kind of really... I'm very sort of grateful and humbled that you put a lot of faith in me to, you know, help you out with a whole bunch of stuff behind Aww. the scenes and doing a bunch of work. So well, I really appreciate uh, that. Thank you for your efforts. I want to make sure that you sign the NDA that I sent to you. And yeah, totally. also uh, <laughs> I will be releasing the secret recording of you shortly. <laughs> uh, that NDA is bullshit and release yeah. the recording. I don't regret I now what I own said. the I now own the username Dangerous Spaces. You're not allowed to use that in yep. any future accounts. That's true. But uh, I, made that, that, I made that name because I was going to do a, a YouTube channel where I'm like, yeah. basically the gimmick was rallying against all the safe space nonsense. And now, how many years later, I'm like, out of context, it's a stupid name. Yeah, I understand your plight. I get it. I did the same so, thing. Well, uh, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. No worries. You guys have a good night. You Bye. as well. Uh, I should. I want to clarify with the audience too on this topic because, of course, we don't have any uh, like uh, full time employees at this show. That's not something we deal with. But Dangerous Spaces is the first quasi employee that we've ever had. As in, yes, he does a good amount of work for us, and yes, he is compensated for his services. And so, uh, appreciate what he does for us. But I appreciate what the audience has been able to buy for us and for him with the support for the show. The the tasks that he's able to complete. He's able to do a bunch of administrative stuff for us. He's able to screen the call-in show and do a lot of a lot of things that are important to keeping this operation running, but that aren't necessarily the best use of my time all the time. Right. And so, uh, and of course, I'm I'm glad to to know that it makes a big difference for him too. It's uh, you know, it's not like he's working for us uh, forty hours a week or something like that, but he's able to give us his time consistently, and uh, and that's the audience providing opportunity for him too. And so I just want, I want people to understand that too. It's like, it's, it's not necessarily, not necessarily something that's like appropriate for the audience, I guess, but he's, he, he's doing so much work for us that just to be transparently clear in the topic, in the context of all of these employment disputes going on or contract disputes going on. Yeah. We, we, uh, we're able to take care of dangerous spaces and, um, and the audience uh, has provided us that opportunity. So we're very grateful for that. Maybe yep. one day we'll get uh, 
we'll get to the point of uh you know f- full-time help and health insurance and all that kind of stuff but yeah um, one day yeah but uh but he's the only guy that we've got as far as like uh, uh as far as that kind of assistance so you know it's, it's not like we're dealing with a massive staff around here anyway appreciate it uh from dangerous spaces and appreciate uh everybody supporting the show as well let's see i have to get into the email questions because we do have a, a pretty large volume of them so maybe we'll have to yeah. be a little bit quicker on some answers tonight than we would otherwise because i know sure. it's not necessarily easy for you to handle them at the moment or i'll on air production meeting we i suppose we could delay a week too are you feeling all right do you it's okay if i can keep my camera off i can like yeah. sit in a position where i don't feel like i'm gonna puke all over my keyboard all right well let's try if some that's ab- okay with everybody yeah let's try some abbreviated answers and i again uh, i apologize to people who emailed in this week for not being completely thorough potentially but uh, circumstances considered i hope you'll understand john john says twitter was part of trump's winning formula in 2016 mm-hmm. by using truth social exclusively he is putting his own financial interest before the ability to directly contact millions how can trump run for president in earnest if he's not using Twitter, well, I suppose I hadn't thought about it in that way. There's no. I wonder if he didn't have his Twitter, if he is president in 2016, it might have yeah. been that influential. And of course, it was a, a relative. It, it wasn't necessarily close as a matter of the electoral count with Hillary, but as a matter of winning the votes where you had to in the right places, it was actually very close. So a little bit of difference in a select few states could have could have changed that election result. Does Twitter have the same widespread influence now than it did in 2016? I think probably not. Well, I don't I I I certainly think it does. I think it's at least equal, if not greater. I don't think it's lost influence, but I certainly take John John's point that Trump is more influential on Twitter than he would be on Truth Social. Huh. Do we do we agree with that or would that be yeah. disputed? I mean, we can all agree that Truth Social is reaching like nobody that wasn't already a fan. He's getting. Oh, yeah. You're not just talking numerically. You're talking who's the sort of person interacting with those. Yeah, truths, he doesn't. As they call them. He doesn't need yeah. to bolster his existing voting base. There, that seems like a really dumb strategy. There are reporters going over to read his truth posts every single week and they put them in their stories. So it gets a lot of the same media treatment, but it, I, I'm sure it doesn't get as many of just the the casual eyes that it would get if it was on twitter anyway the question is is trump being sincere if he doesn't go back to twitter well uh i i suppose that if i was running a campaign i would if i was managing that campaign i would say you need to do everything you can to reach the most eyes that you can yeah agreed yeah yeah that that would include going back to twitter i don't think you have to ditch truth but i think john john's suspicion is that he's making money and I assume that's the case. I don't know the arrangement, but if he's making money off truth social, he wants to pull people there and that's why he's doing it. But he's already a multi-billionaire. Why does he care? Yeah, I suppose that's a good counterpoint. It's not like uh, he needs truth social for, for his family's wealth or something. It doesn't matter. Um, He's never going to get reelected. Yeah. I, I Um, I think he should go back to Twitter. Short answer, John, John. Thank you. Mike. Careful. Cock. (laughs) You can't do this, Mike. He literally wrote Mike cock. He wrote C O C K. You have it's to put Mike Hawk. Yeah, you can't put Mike Cock. That's Come on, dude. That's not the way it works, Mike. California has put together a reparations committee to reimburse black people for slavery. Do you think there should be a counter reparations to compensate white people for bikes and <laughs> oh other things? 
that were stolen from them by black people. Um, short Are you answer, yes. To be funny? He is trying to be funny. I don't know how that. There has to work. be. Yeah, we need a commission to study the value of these uh, of these bikes. Um, how many people do we enslave? I don't know the total number. I, I that's I'd have to look it up. So we enslaved X number of people. You guys murdered, raped, and stole bikes from X number of people. Can we call it even? I, Truce. Or we could not do any of this guilt by group association nonsense. But if it has to be this, if we. <laughs> If we have to have the uh, association war, group association war, all right, I guess uh, we'll do the the stolen bike reparation (laughs) committee or uh, commission. I want to be on the government stolen bike committee. (laughs) Maybe if Trump wins, he'll appoint you. (laughs) You have to support him. Uh, TNEV 1988 I believe Blonde's Vax position is mostly correct after living abroad and seeing how many people can subsist on impoverished areas it occurs to me that some of the people acting so extremely are not as concerned about the survival of the family unit but preserving the family station in the first world also with an emphasis on situational fairness uh, or the situation's fairness which is in my opinion that's a first world way of viewing the world as opposed to the areas of the world where single mothers are preyed upon and fatherless children are sold into bondage in those areas a father is essential for the family's very very survival if it is possible that people are uh is it possible that people are failing to adapt or to evaluate their changing environment especially if the first world status america has enjoyed is now degrading wow that's so thoughtful um and you know, but every once in a while you hear somebody explain something that you've said that makes you understand why you believe that in the first place. And that's so right on. It's because I have this, um, this insecurity about us being able to maintain a first world status. And so the highest concern for me is that my husband stays alive for as long as possible. I don't have any trust that the, the economy is going to, you know, it's not just going to sputter out. I won't uh, get into the same debate that we had last week, right, right. Um, but it, it, this is a tangentially related point. Um, so I'm not trying to avoid the question, TNF. Uh, I appreciate your thoughts on it. But since we discussed it last week, I just don't want to rehash the same uh, back and forth again. But a, a tangentially related topic uh, I had with a listener the other day that was actually really interesting. We we're talking about this kind of uh, paradox or dilemma of masculinity currently yeah. where being a man in the physical sense, as in being a man, a physically strong man or capable of handling physical challenge is 100% a choice now. And, and it's still something that you should choose. You should go challenge your body frequently, just like you challenge your mind frequently. You need to challenge your body frequently to be physically strong. But in past, it's gener- almost always a choice. Yeah, that's that's the kicker is like in past generations, I didn't have a choice. I have to go build a cabin. For my family, I got to chop down all the trees and I got to fight the animals out there who might try to eat me or whatever. Right. There, there was no choice in confronting those physical challenges. Now it is a choice and far too frequently men opt not to take advantage of that choice as in not to challenge themselves physically and become physically strong men. Um, yeah. This, yeah. Th- I say I know this isn't strictly to the questioner's topic but it is sort of related it's like i don't want to accept a premise i don't want to accept the premise that we shouldn't accept or expect rather first world standards like mm-hmm. we live in america we should expect the most awesome of everything however i can't deny the truth that a, a responsible man must always be prepared 
to provide for his family if all of the luxuries of the modern world were erased tomorrow. And I don't, I don't sit here. I'm not sitting here telling you, yeah, that's me. I'm the guy who could go build a cabin with my bare hands tomorrow. If I wanted to, I'm saying it's incumbent on all of us as men to do what we can on a daily basis to be something close to that or the closest version of ourselves to that, that we can be, you have to make those choices to be physically strong, to develop skills with your hands, to build things and fix things. And as long as choosing no and choosing pizza and video games is a viable option, that's a difficult choice to make. And I say that as someone who has made the choice for pizza and video games many, many times in my life, far too frequently, in fact. But you just made the argument. I really don't want to rehash all this, but you just made the argument that um, a man physically protecting his family is the is the utmost virtue physically protecting his family. Uh, well, I, I, it's it's very, very important. I don't know that I'm Is ranking... it more important than financially protecting his family? I'd have to think about that. They're both crucially important. They're both providing for your family's well-being. You know? But that's the crux of the um, issue. Uh, yeah, that's it, that's well, the argument that I was making. Yeah. The, the answer is, is... I mean, the easy answer, of course, is both. I'm not going to sacrifice either one of those things unless I absolutely have to. But your question is... But we are is, in a situation where one is at the your, expense of the other. Your question is, if you had to, if you had to choose between your ability to physically defend your family versus your ability to in this context put food in their mouths i know that you can grow your own food and all that but uh, practically speaking right now people are generally earning money to purchase their food um yeah i mean i i see where you guys are coming from um i just uh well i'm gonna avoid the temptation to jump back into that conversation (laughs) in the interest of time because we went through it last week but thank you for the thoughts um, Irish Catholic Caliphate Supreme Joe Biden and his slutty Cheshire cat VP. Yeah. Hello, Mayo monkeys. What do you think will happen when our economy fin- finally enters a declared depression? I know we practically are already in one, but what do you think the public's reaction will be once that has been declared? I have a feeling we'll get another great new deal that's somehow even shittier than the original. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, everybody still idolizes FDR, even though. It was the war that pulled us out of the recession or the depression. Um, yeah, I think that they're gonna they're gonna call shit Shinola, and we're gonna have to deal with all the the outcomes. Can I dispute the premise a little bit? Will we ever get a declared depression, or will they just yeah, really re- redefine the term? As it'll done? be twelve consecutive recessions, but it's not actually a recession because blah blah blah. Yeah, but but to the premise here, could I see that? that crisis being used as yet another excuse for consolidating ever more government power. Yeah, of course, of course, that's how this works. Oh, the government created a whole bunch of problems. The solution to this is the government, more government. Lucky you, Jason from California. How much of society's ills would be cured by some basic financial literacy within the population as in building a budget, reducing spending, tracking expenses. Could regulation of the advertisement industry cause the populace to spend less frivolously, I thought of this from the COVID job uh, job loss conversation last week. Well, ah, uh, this is such a man's perspective, like how um, rational education could produce positive outcomes within a population that's totally matriarchal. I see where you're coming from, but like teaching a woman how to build a budget and reduce spending and all this shit, it doesn't matter. What she needs is to have a man in her family that's making these financial decisions for her. or She will pretty much be financially reckless sounds wise to me 
I'm Shut up. <laughs> Silly woman. Silly woman. Um, also, as long as there is a social safety net that includes welfare, um, I don't really know that education is going to matter because people are always going to see that as free money. So what does it matter if you're spending free money frivolously? Like, who cares? Yeah. I suppose you're, you're right that maybe there are some uh, perverse incentives or incentive structures that we've set up that will always cut against any financial responsibility we might achieve through an education system. That said, if I was designing or if I am designing uh, how my kids are educated in the next few years, it's probably an area I would focus on a little bit more. It's I, I think in one home ec class, we did maybe a day of of doing a hypothetical checkbook. Yeah. Which to, it's not like I run a hypothetical checkbook uh, currently because I don't write checks currently because I'm not interested in making people wait at the grocery store when I'm trying to get out of there. <laughs> I'm not, not a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. But to the point, some of it is just the realities of life throwing that at you. But I, I'm sure I could have learned if I was designing an educational curriculum, I would put more of that in it. But some of it is just when you take on responsibilities, you have no choice. Like before when I was single and I had a lot less responsibilities, I wasn't irresponsible with my money, but I was also not sitting around like itemizing every single thing that yeah. I buy or trying to like figure out, like look at exactly how much I'm spending on X bill. And, and, and one of the first things I had to do when, uh, when my son was born and my wife stopped working and now I'm the sole provider for the family is sit down and do the Excel spreadsheet of like, all right, this is our income. These are our expenses. What can I expect? Is this going to be enough to cover any unexpected expenses and plan out the whole thing for the first time in my life? Because I had two dependents, it's like, I need to be extra careful and extra conscious of how, uh, I'm operating my family's finances. So maybe the solution I take your point. Definitely don't <laughs> definitely be the man of the house and do that yourself. But to some extent, it's like taking on responsibility in your life is a good thing because it forces your hand in doing that. Yep. I probably never would have done it if I didn't accept those responsibilities of having a wife and a son. That's true. It's good for you. Um, I think this is me. Nima Parvini. Matt, two scenarios for you. First scenario, we elect a constitutional conservative to be a local officer of the law. He shares all your values, but doesn't know you at all. He gets a call from the FBI one morning calling a raid in your house for some trumped up charge. Second scenario, mm. we elect your lifelong best friend as local law enforcement. He doesn't see eye to eye with you on everything. Maybe he's more in line with Richard Spencer, Bernie, et cetera. But you still get together for beers every week and know you can count on each other for anything. He gets the same call as in scenario one. Which scenario do you prefer ah, and why? Very interesting. Well, of course, I'm going to be ticky tack and dispute the premise of the first one because if he's if he's if he's aiding the fbi on illegitimate nonsense i question his title of constitutional conservative but i will not yeah. dodge your point your point is that is a faceless person who claims to hold the value i agree with more valuable or hold the values i agree with rather more valuable to me than guy i know who maybe doesn't see eye to eye and i will actually prioritize localism here that if that being friendly with your local law enforcement, knowing who they are and having a friendly relationship with them is itself um, a check on abusive power, because if that if this guy knows you, he's your neighbor, he's your friend. The FBI comes to him and is like, we need to raid his house. That guy's more inclined to give you a call and be like, yeah, listen, the FBI is here with some bullshit nonsense. I'm giving you a heads up. 
you you, you might want to comply or whatever. He, he he's not going to help them kick down your door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and so that's why, constitutionally speaking, at least the original design is that we keep these policing powers as locally as possible or within the the control of the states, so that these nameless, faceless feds don't come raid your community in this way at all. But that's important. Having having a friendly relationship with your local law enforcement is crucial. And if our policing was conducted more on that basis with maximized control in the local community, you can get over a lot of ideological conflict when you know each other, your neighbors, your kids go to the same school, uh, you hang out on the weekends. That's important. So I, I would, I'm going to surprise myself, I guess, or maybe take the answer that doesn't seem like the one I would I would take, and I will take ideological disagreement with somebody who actually knows me and is friendly with me. Yeah, I would too. Hmm. Um, you are up. Chris M says, "Hey faggots, which theoretical situation do you find more offensive or degrading? Taking the Daily Wire deal as initially offered to Crowder, or having to switch your income stream to OnlyFans? Uh, certainly, uh, OnlyFans, as oh, people sure. think of it, that's way more degrading." I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose it wouldn't be less degrading if we like took our show as it is to OnlyFans. <laughs> there, I think uh, you'll be shocked to learn I am not a frequent browser of OnlyFans, but I believe there are non-sex uh, because porn they don't do porn anymore, right? That was a big controversy like uh, a couple of years ago. What's the point? But they still do birdies on there. They still do sex con. You can do nudes and stuff, right? You you just can't do hardcore porn. Anyway, the point I'm making. (laughs) The point I'm making is uh, I think there are people who do non-sex content on OnlyFans. And that's got to be really weird. Like if you're just a musician guy or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there are people like that. Maybe we could just be. We're just a podcast and OnlyFans is our Patreon. So all pictures of like her boobs. You are browsing now. You didn't even have to pay. Well, no, I mean, I just look at the leaks, but oh, it's nothing good. Is there they have no security to prevent like that's what I understand. I don't know about, how they could possibly stop. These yeah, I don't understand about OnlyFans. The business model is how do they enforce the paywall? Because, of course, once it's up, one guy who has access beyond the paywall can screenshot or screen record everything. Yeah. So how how do they stop that? I don't know. This is disappointing. Anyway, thank you, Chris. Uh, OnlyFans would be the the uh, higher degradation. Next mm. up is Ticklebum the PP Elf. Am I on this one? Uh, have, no. Have <laughs> right. Have either of you seen Vinay Prasad's vids on YouTube? He's put out a lot of good medical info, especially about the slant-eyed sniffles. <laughs> Do you think you could interview him sometime? I'll have to check him out. But my um, my apex career was Peter McCullough. So mm. I think that I'm probably not going to do any more COVID content. You wonder why there's so many Asian mass shootings. It's because you use terms like slant-eyed sniffles. That's, That's true, why. except they, it makes them want to kill other Asian people. I've, no, I've never heard oh, of this Oh, I person, hate myself but... and my people. <laughs> it's just not the same without being able to see your uh, clearly Asian expression. <laughs> All right. Um, distributionist says women's tears win the marketplace of ideas. Discuss the veracity of this statement and whether or not it means the marketplace of ideas is utter horseshit. Uh, 
maybe there's some truth to it. Like another way of saying it, emotional arguments tend to win over reason, logic, yeah. facts. Well, the, the there's no denying that the marketplace of ideas. I think. I think. Um, much like uh, an economic marketplace, people can point to individual bad outcomes and say, well, that proves that the theory doesn't work. The The idea here is that uh, on balance and over time and in, in the mass quantity of all of these exchanges and battles over that long period of time, that the truth has a habit of winning out. And I know that that's right. frustrating in the moment when it's like some chick just cried and so everyone's on her side right now. E- women's tears as influential and powerful as they may be <laughs> rightly or wrongly, they are not as influential and powerful as the truth itself. The truth will beat everything over time. I have faith in that. And, uh, and I know there are setbacks, but, um, but that would not uh, momentary wins or even short term wins for women's tears are not going to convince me that it would be better if we had some central authority deciding what the truth is and imposing that on other people. Yeah, that's totally true. And then uh, really masculine men don't take female emotions seriously. Hmm. And that's who you want to be winning in the marketplace of ideas, right? Like a, like a rational masculine man. And, and so at, at some point they're going to be like, Nope, I'm, I'm, this is bullshit. I'm not doing any of this. Take a so look like, at um, uh, like a, a great example, I think is the Amber Heard trial that we were talking right. about earlier. Oh, like, that was a triumph. Women's tears won for quite a while and, but, but ultimately the truth did come out and, uh, but to the point of the question asker, maybe it would have been better if we just, uh, if someone just backhanded Amber Heard seriously, and maybe it would have been better if some of the abuses she alleged actually happened and we just controlled it. Yeah, but Then she has this like platform for, for her victimhood. Yeah. Like a legitimate platform for her victimhood. Unfortunately, you can't be women. Um, tales. <laughs> One day we'll return to its form. I know, form. right? Uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, I was wondering if you thought there may be any parallels between the way Crowder is bringing the Daily Wire as a prelude to starting his new company and what Ben Shapiro did with Michelle Fields to burn Breitbart and Trump. Mm. Uh, hold on while Matt talks for 40 minutes about this. Uh, right as he started Daily Wire and the free marketing he got for himself at Daily Wire at its inception. It's been a while since I heard y'all's take on what you think happened with the whole Michelle Field thing, Fields thing. But it seems quite similar. Thank you for your time. I think it, there are definitely some similarities. I don't know. I mean, as soon as I heard this was happening, I was like, this does seem like an opportunity for Crowder to launch his entire new platform, independent platform on the back of some victimhood status, right? Yeah, maybe. Cynically. Excuse me. Weird burp. Uh, cynically, it would... Uh... It could appear that way. It's been so long since the Shapiro Michelle Fields stuff for me to remember exactly how it played out. But of course, I know that Michelle Fields alleged that she was bruised and battered by Corey Lewandowski at some Trump event in Florida and then left Breitbart and went and joined Huffington Post to do whatever she is doing since. And and Ben Shapiro took up the white knight sword for her and agreed that she had been bruised or battered or some nonsense, even though the prosecutor in that county in Florida looked into it and never found fit to bring any charges because in fact, it seems like that may have been an, an epic case of hoax hate because she posted pictures of bruising or something. And you look she at the did, video, that's right. yeah. there was no way she got bruised from him gently grabbing her arm while passing by. Right. So maybe there are some similarities. I, all, all I know is, uh, as I've said all along, if I ever got the chance to speak with Ben Shapiro, I, I, I just 
he has to admit that the Michelle Field stuff was bullshit. That's he never one. would. I'll never talk about anything else until you acknowledge that the Michelle Field stuff was bullshit. Has he even admitted he was wrong about the vaccine? I well, it depends what satisfies your definition of admit that you're wrong. He, he I know he did say um, that if he knew now what he knew then, he he personally would not have. If not been vaccinated, certainly not. I don't think he ever got boosted. I think he only took the first two. Uh, so he, I think he said uh, he would not have taken it if he knew then what he knows now. But of course, back then he was lecturing the rest of us saying, get the vaccine, you dopes on Twitter. Yeah, it's like, I don't necessarily, as we've discussed previously, I'm not, I'm not here to lecture anyone who made their own choice. Uh, with the information that they had, but he was a step beyond that. It wasn't just that he made his own choice. It's he like, was, you need to do this. He yeah. was lecturing people and calling us dopes. If we had any pushback to that. What an asshole. Ashwin says, Hey guys, compliments of the uh, new year. Do you think there is a lack of incentive to remain as governor in the United States? I personally think maybe letting governors remain in charge until they die, get deposed or lose an election should be an incentive that counteracts most of them wanting to be president. I also think a restriction on any political office after the presidency of eight years or so, or of eight years versus no restriction. If you are state office could incentivize more people to take the States more seriously thoughts. Um, yeah. Although I I don't think that we're going to do much to, discourage the ambition of people to take the presidency as long as the presidency is a powerful office beyond its constitutional constraints and that's where it's at right now like i uh, the the best way to incentivize becoming a governor and staying governor is to make sure that the states have a proper degree of power in this arrangement and Mm -hmm. they don't and we'd have to change that that would keep people more interested in the office of governor than than potentially uh president I don't know. I, I guess I probably wouldn't be interested in, in any of these additional laws to try to control. I, I, my answer to this would just be return back to the proper constitutional order as far as the power distribution between the states and the federal government. And this will what you're looking for will be a natural consequence rather than try to impose this through more laws or more regulation. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think that she's touching on something important, which is that you basically have to have some kind of mental disorder to desire to be in the presidency. Yeah, maybe. Like, wouldn't that just be the worst job on the planet? It would just be terrible. I mean, you would have so much pressure on you. Governor, that's a manageable position where you arguably could get more done. And you should be able to. And you should be able to. In many ways, as far as effect on day-to-day life, governors should have more power than presidents do. And I think to some degree they do. And so we do draw this megalomaniac type personality to the presidency well and i guess that is true you know you think strictly speaking you think about all the corona bullshit pretty much all of that was imposed by your governor or other actors within your state now they did it at the behest of the cdc correct yeah but the problem is that they lacked the courage to stand up to those people so maybe that maybe maybe i'll push back on my own opinion maybe it's not so much a a deviation from our original structure or constitutional structure. Maybe it's just people who lack the balls to actually stick up for their state. That would be nice to have too. But, <laughs> but when you have a powerful presidency and a powerful federal bureaucracy, they just say, it's like whatever they say goes, uh, yeah. I, happily, I take my orders from them, not from the citizens of my state. Um, Incompetent hands. Am I up or are you? I don't remember. 
I'll, I'll take it. Guns and hypergamy, so buckle up. Men are more likely to be pro-gun because men are more disagreeable. But I've been thinking that women are more anti-gun because guns throw a wrench into hypergamy. Throughout history, men have fought with some kind of tool, but you still need to be physically fit. If cops had swords, there wouldn't be a donut cliche. Women historically select men with height, muscles, shoulders, and jawline for security. Do women see guns as too much of a power equity between men? Do men similarly see social media in the same way, allowing women to gain an untenable amount of male attention? I plan to follow up with this, but this is a good start. This is a this Ooh, is definitely so a blonde question. Yeah. Um, women historically hold on. Can you say a few words? I need to reread this. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of concepts wrapped into that one, so it's hard for me to iron it all out. But the idea that that guns guns are the great equalizer. That's what makes them such an important tool to protect is that the, the, the smallest, weakest woman on up to the strongest, biggest man can defend themselves with relative equality, relatively equal force. Thanks to the firearm. And that is a great thing for the defense of your rights. It's It's not necessarily a great thing for the natural competition between men, though. You could argue that it's actually destructive in that way. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to come down with some anti-gun argument. But the point is... But anecdotally, that's not really playing out as you would see it. Then we would be seeing all these leftist women that that think that we live in a violent patriarchy being firearms trained. And they're really not. The women, all the women that I know that are firearms trained are right-wing women. Yeah, you kind of have to be. That's, that's, That's one of those... That's one of those issues where there's almost no, uh, like, let's put it this way. There, I, at least in the old times before Corona, there were like right wing and left wing anti-vaxxers, you know, they're like the hippie people. And then they're like the leave me alone people. Um, right. now that's kind of morphed into a right wing position for some reason, but I can't, with the, there's the only left wing gun people I can think of. There's like a small faction of Antifa guys, like the John Brown gun club. And some of those guys in Seattle, the Michael Rynell guy who shot uh, the Patriot Prayer dude in Portland. Yeah, they exist. But almost almost always progressives are going to be anti-gun in their policy preferences, but anti-gun in their personal lives, too. Yeah, they totally. just don't want yeah. them. They don't have them. In terms of the social media question, I think that, yes, I hear men complaining about that the same way. But women are getting sexual attention, the kind of sexual attention online that they wouldn't return in real life like it's not like hot masculine guys are like oh you, you're such a beautiful lady on instagram that's not the kind of dude that's that's on your instagram so i don't know i hear men bitch about this all the time it's like well men need to stop giving women sexual attention online yeah. women are never going to stop posting pictures of their asses so just you got you got to control yourself stop engaging with it i suppose yeah uh all right kitchen sink is up next uh, your turn. Oh, uh, my wife and I started what we're calling the yearly dozen, which is a goal to learn one new skill every month for a year. You spend a month practicing the new skill before moving on to the next. January was learning composting. February will probably be herbs and garden prep. March will uh, be start making. We'll start making food from scratch. We hope that we'll have a farm one day. And uh, thought we'd use this time wisely until then. What kind of skills should we add to the list? And would you try something like this? Well, that sounds like a great exercise to get at exactly what I was talking about earlier, that there's nothing wrong with enjoying all of the uh, fruits of the modern life and all the technological conveniences that we have. But 
You got to have some skills. You, you got to like if all that got deleted tomorrow, you got to have some capability. And this is a way to I'm a big fan of schedules too. Um, keeping yourself accountable and tracking what you say you're going to do. And this is a great way to structure that. It's like new month, new skill. It, it, and you don't have to. What I like about this too is you don't have to be an expert in these things. You just have a have a basic familiarity that you could build on later if you had to. If I was designing this, I would do more. And and this is for me. I'm not saying for you, but if I was designing it, what I want to learn is like um, more mechanical skills, more like round the house stuff, like like plumbing basics, electrical basics, um, working yes. on cars. Yeah. Uh, all that kind of stuff that I know I could do if I sat down and spent uh, a, a, a small amount of time on it. It's just my time is so so short. But I I wish that like stuff goes. I try I do my best to fix stuff around the house and with my car or anything else myself if I can. But I don't always have the time and I don't always have the tools. Um, I'd like to know that if society got deleted tomorrow, that I could kind of build and maintain a house <laughs> or a car. That's what I'd be hard for anybody. Yeah. Mechanical stuff. I'd like to do more of. Um, yes. And I would, I need to learn how to make bread, which I've heard is, is very easy, Mm. but I do try to do stuff like this. I've got a few hard skills. I know soft skills, not hard skills. (laughs) I think that's a great idea though. I like, I like the concept and I like the scheduling component to it. Mm. Snow ape Dan up next. That's me. Um, Hi, Blonde. How did you like meeting Chrissy Mayer? Don't worry about the stomach bug. You did great. Love seeing my two favorite content creators cross paths. Oh, I, I knew we were going to get along. I just wish that I um, I should have rescheduled the interview as soon as I started barfing. That was earlier but, today or when was it? It was last night. Ah. Because um, I had to stop the interview in the middle and like go throw up. It was really bad. Was it just really you two or was anyone else there? It was just us two. Hmm. Um, she's very sweet. She seemed like she... Because I said that I'm not pro America. And she seemed totally shocked. Wow. Did shocked. You, did you explain? Uh, well, we weren't really talking about that kind of stuff. And so now I'm I'm wondering like, does she think that I'm some kind of Marxist or something like that? I don't know. I don't think she has me nailed down yet, but she was funny. I like a funny brash woman. Hmm. So um, Jeff L regarding SCOTUS investigation into road leaker. I can't be the only one who sees that the only explanation for the failure of the so-called investigation to pinpoint the leaker is that the leaker was one of the justices themselves, right? They throw a lackey under the bus in a heartbeat, but the implications of the justice being revealed as the leaker are too terrible for the black robe elite to contemplate. That actually did occur to me. Yeah, it was Could probably be. Sotomayor. If was I was guessing guess. which justice, that's who I would pick on account of both her incredible stupidity and uh, her malice. Yeah. Yeah. So you, maybe you've, maybe you've nailed it. Cause the other thing too, um, we just saw that report the week prior that they had narrowed it down to a small group. Remember that report? It was very generic yes. and it was anonymous yeah. sources with knowledge and all. So maybe it's total bullshit, but you had a, a report the week prior that said they're basically there. They have a small group that they're trying to figure out who among them it would be. Maybe that, maybe they did. Maybe they did narrow it down to potentially a justice. And they said, now the consequences of, disclosing this are so severe that we'll just we'll just say we couldn't Uh, i could certainly see you know who i could certainly see reaching that conclusion is john roberts because john roberts cares about so-called institutional integrity over (laughs) everything else he cares a lot about the perception of the court and i know that he's i guarantee you he's personally pissed off about this leak because it 
uh, it damages court perception. But if he knew that it was a justice who did it, that's even more damaging to court uh, perception. So I could see John Roberts uh, taking control of that information if that's what happened. Zazie McTazbot. (laughs) There are giant rocks in every town square and park all across the USA. We should start painting slogans on them. Keep it short. 14 words (laughs) or less. Thank you for that specific suggestion. I like, oh my God, I guess it's the Wednesday show. I guess I can, Jews are not white or 13 equals 50 blonde <laughs> Matt. Can you make, think of any kind of slogans and don't go taking giant pics of them and send it into the show guys. Well, this sounds like a, a, a spicier iteration of the idea that Robin has. And I, yeah. I really like Robin's idea about now I'll be clear. I do not endorse uh, painting on anything. I don't endorse any kind of vandalism. I'm not responsible for any of that. But uh, the idea of posting thought-provoking flyers on things or those kind of static stickers, if that's what they're called, the thing, like those static clingy things that come off easily, that sort of stuff, like making publicly visible posts that are not vandalizing anything is a great way to get people thinking about this stuff in real life out there and um and show people who think in similar ways to the rest of us that they're not crazy they're not isolated that people around them actually do share these thoughts yeah so i know robin's kind of serious about it i've been emailing her and some other people have emailed me and i it's not something that i can offer a lot of my own personal time to but if people are serious about making this kind of public shit posting effort with non non vandalism strategies. I certainly would like to, maybe we can make a brief bit of it or something like it'd be fun to, I don't know. I haven't thought it through, but I could certainly host something on the website or whatever the best pick of the week is. We could show it on the show or something like that. I like the idea. Well, I love the, it's okay to be white. is always a classic. Islam was right about women. Also classic one slam. Yeah, one slam is right about women. Um, okay, let me do the next one. Chris of the J. I heard at work today the story uh, of a young, healthy high school athlete who died suddenly, and it broke my heart. What will it take to approach this subject in a Nuremberg style? <laughs> For Steve DC, Dees, Dees of the Blaze. Um, uh, T and E refer. I understand the Nuremberg concept. The concept of what's T and E. Uh, uh, Nuremberg. I, I mean, they're the trials, obviously, but what's the E? What am I missing? Anyway. Um, let's see. Convention of States update. Montana uh, S. Res out of committee. Floor vote expected soon. Iowa, Good. New Hampshire, New Mexico, South Dakota, North Carolina, New Hampshire, one chamber left. Wyoming, Washington, New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's Massachusetts. Illinois, Minnesota have pending legislation for the year. Assuming all state mentioned past convention of states resolutions that reached the 34 state minimum, however, unlikely that might be. Wow. Bummer. It's possibly within reach. But it was way closer than I expected. Yeah, I would. What is I would, TNEs? I don't know what the TNE is a reference to. Nuremberg, he's just talking about a Nuremberg trial situation for the uh, trial the, and execution. Uh, oh, it. OK. Yeah, there you go. Nuremberg trial situation for uh, for the either the vaccine manufacturers or the people who who mandated them, pushed them, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that um, Project Veritas video is it's just insane. Yeah. How hot are these honeypots? They yeah, must be know. banging where, these people. Where does uh, 
where does O'Keefe harvest them? We must know his ways. It's incredible. This guy seems like a homo, but like, I don't know. Man, I'm gonna, if you're having sex with somebody for the cause, good for you. I'm going to project Veritas James O'Keefe. I'm going to get a secret recording of him admitting where he harvests these girls. Where does he find them? OnlyFans. <laughs> Dingo Darling says, why is it always said that we in the u.s are declining into a third world country when i grew up there were also second world countries namely those that were socialist it seems that first that the first to third jump can be dismissed easily by the normies i guess well when i think about it those are terms that are just thrown around in conversation but this the exact definition of them i'm i'm not exactly clear like yeah i understand that uh uh a first world country to a third world country is like the difference of us to, to Haiti or something like that. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever said second world country. I, I don't remember. I mean, it seems implied because you, well, maybe instead of just bullshitting and guessing, I should look up the definition, but what is exactly the question here? Um, why we just skip over second world countries. Let me, okay. So let me get the definition of what that is. What is a second world country? Second world countries were the communist socialist countries of the Eastern Bloc, led primarily by the Soviet Union and China, many of which signed the Warsaw Pact in 1955. So at some level, we're dealing with kind of a dated term here. Maybe these terms were defined like post-World War II. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that's what we're looking at. Um, There were the three worlds of the Cold War era. First world is, as you think of it now, is like, uh, Western Europe and the and United States and Canada, Australia. Second world is your Soviet countries. And third world is, they said, the non-aligned movement. But you're talking about like South America, Africa, India. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I guess, I guess, yeah, we're just going to accelerate right over uh, Soviet standards of living. That's that. Or maybe it's maybe the reason we skip over second world is because that distinction was somewhat erased by the fall of the Soviet Union. Maybe we just right. don't use that term because we don't really use the term Soviet Union anymore. Maybe it's as That's simple as true. that. Maybe. Um, Constitution, bruh. Matt used to rhetorically ask the question, Constitution or not, nah, regarding whether the lefties actually wanted to follow the Constitution. Power in this country has clearly concentrated around those who vote nah. And it doesn't appear that there is enough vitality on the side of the Constitution or in the document itself to make a serious comeback. Oh, this guy is so hot. Um, at what point would you consider organizing around more illiberal principles such as authority and hierarchy as a more serious resistance? Do you really think live and let live stands a chance against the current cultural behemoth with the power of every corporation and state? behind it well i don't th- I, I think that's somewhat of an unfair characterization of my stance uh I, i've not sat here and advocated live and let live as the way that we're getting out of this in fact i can't remember doing that anytime recently if you have a, a counter example i will welcome the quote but i'm fully aware of of the threats to our rights and i think we talk about it all the time uh that's why you don't just look at the constitution itself and that's why what predated the constitution was the declaration of independence that established the philosophical basis for the entire operation what does the declaration say the declaration says governments are instituted for the purpose of securing defending your rights when they fail to do that it's not just the right of the governed but the duty of the governed to abolish that government and reinstate Mm -hmm. something else that is more suitable to those purposes and so to the extent that we have the can't even use the word systemic without feeling like some kind of uh, 
like I'm repeating some sort of leftist term, but I, I think that at least as far as the federal government is operating, we have the systemic violation of our rights, the systemic violation of our Constitution. And do I think that on principle and as a matter of morality, we would be justified in at least leaving that arrangement? Of course, uh, I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I would not oppose that. I don't I don't think you're going to just live and let live, ignore these people and let them do what they want your way out of this. And we've been, we've been talking about this for years. It takes organization and it takes uh, the, the other thing I would say is if you're serious about or if we're serious about mounting an opposition to these people, I would do exactly what Thomas Jefferson did. I would write a formal declaration of the grievances and say these are the moral terms that you are violating and we choose no longer to participate in this. And if you want to try to force us to participate in that in it, you'll have to come and get us. Yeah. I think not only is that the the correct uh approach philosophically practically, I think it's the morally correct approach because it it doesn't insist on violence or unjust control of these people. It's just saying you will not unjustly control us. And if you want to try to unjustly control us, you're going to have to come and get us. That's if there was a way, yes, yes, uh, FBI listener, tune in, turn your volume up. If there was a way to seriously organize something like that, I would be all ears. Uh, because I think that the, the 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 violation of constitutional terms and principle that would justify such a thing are years in the past at this point. So, uh, I yeah, I, what what would it take to justify? I, I guess the my my dispute here is justify more illiberal principles such as authority and hierarchy i'm never going to to and i don't know if this is what you mean so i don't mean to mischaracterize but i'm not going to come around to say i should be able to impose my authority or i should be able to assume the top of that hierarchy Mm -hmm. over other people in the same way i think that their moral uh, their control over us is immoral I, i don't want to seize immoral control of other people either so it's not I don't think that that it's going to change my perspective on the morality of power and force. I think it's just uh, it's about confronting the unfortunate reality of the need to defend yourself when your when your rights have been violated. Mm -hmm. It's very it's a very difficult task as a practical matter um, because it contains it's very that that's a messy concept that's a terrible concept nobody wants that to happen yeah but it's also difficult as a practical matter because once you start talking about it the feds start tuning in <laughs> and then you're suddenly you're a terrorist for the uh for the great crime of you know wanting to have your rights respected by your government which is the entire concept that this country is built on but well uh, we're all terrorists right yeah fed 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 <laughs> fed fed Anyway, thank you, uh, Mr. Constitution, bro. If I haven't uh, understood your position properly, you're welcome to write back. And I thank you for the for the polite challenge. Oh, is that everyone? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And so we'll catch up with chats and we'll call it a night. Um, Let me refresh. I don't remember where I am. Let's see. Asians trying to get street cred in 2023. I'm not sure if we read that. G I A R. Well, they're taking it back rather aggressively, aren't they? Thunderstorm. To understand the Crowder Daily Wire uh, Ferengi, what is that about? Ferengi fight over at Latin? (sighs) Well, it's a Star Trek character that um, 
is money grubbing and very ugly and obsessed with gold. Oh, okay. So this is uh this is coded language, you say. Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh anyway, he says uh check out rules of acquisition. All right. MMB says, Blonde, you are welcome to our Orthodox parish in the valley, Christ the Savior. Uh Father Andrew is the guy you want to talk with. Oh, cool. Let me look this up. Nicholas H says, always have a razor burn. Got a Western razor, razor burn, went away, not a paid shill. Just the first that my, uh, that my neck doesn't look like a teenage face anymore. Well, I'm really glad to hear it. And I, uh, I will pass that information off to, uh, to the guys who run Western razor. It's a, it's a quality product and they're good dudes. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you invested and that it's made a difference. Jackson says, blonde, go to, or go visit the St. John, the Baptist, uh, in post falls for a Vespers service on Saturday. St. John, the Baptist in post falls. Okay. I don't know this church. There is an Orthodox church in St. Paul's, but it's St. John Antiochian Orthodox church. Is hmm. that the same one? Let me know. I don't know. Uh, G I A R token. Can I say that <laughs> he's self-referencing with the S word slur for Hispanics? Yeah, that's fine. He's calling himself a spick. I can say that? Okay. Totally. Still got busted pipes and trying to get the repair process done. Thank you for the sanity safe space. Kept my mind off the problems. Well, thanks for tuning in, and I hope that you're Mm -hmm. able to fix it to the prior conversation. Always good to fix something yourself if you are able. So good luck. Uh, Dangerous Spaces says, I forgot to say happy belated New Year. Happy belated New Year. White Devil, thanks for supporting the show. Eric Burns Marsh. Couldn't get past uh, Mrs. Wiki Wiki, but I want to support the show. I want to super chat offensively, Susan. Well, speaking of uh, things we're looking to build on in in the future and in the coming year, we're still working on a system where maybe we'll have a totally independent super chat system, not just independent from Susan, but independent from other payment processors that right. uh, are historically a problem. But that is still in the works. Uh, Stevie says, Matt and Blonde, uh, please consider trying, uh, I guess this is more for you than me, an ACNA. What is that? It's a church reference, but what's the acronym? I don't know. I come from the same background and have the same issues. ACNA traditional service is uh, liturgical. Am I pronouncing that word correctly? Catholic, but it's lighter and more in keeping with historic American values. Good night. Well, thanks for supporting. There were so many good suggestions about this. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. G-I-A-R, again, re- referencing himself with an anti-Hispanic slur. The Monterey Park murderer had a, a Cobra 9mm. It's a knockoff Mac 11 with a fake suppressor and threading that wouldn't fit a real silencer. It does have a 30-round standard mag. Total garbage. Uh, well, <laughs> it looked hilarious, whatever it was. Thanks for the specific information. I'll have to look it up. Pirate Tomsky says, Matt, have you thought about reaching out to Nick Rakita for a conversation or Rakita, right? Every time I say Rakita, people get mad at me. Rakita <laughs> for a conversation. I think the two of you could have a good uh, conversation. We have not spoken, but um, but I am certainly open to it. He uh, he had Kyle Rittenhouse on the other night. And no I don't, way. That's awesome. And I, uh, I haven't listened, but perhaps I will. Um, it's the Wednesday show, so I can disclose. I'm just a little, uh, you know, I feel rejected every time I don't get hit pieces. But we also invited Kyle Rittenhouse to our show. And he he, yeah. he's, he didn't. And Kyle Rittenhouse follows me on Twitter, you know? Come on, Kyle. He, he doesn't follow a lot of people. 
I think he only we had that in the bag. A couple Harass Kyle people. Rittenhouse. I uh, yeah, I think it'd be fun to talk to Kyle Rittenhouse, but uh, if he doesn't want to come on my show, that's fine. I don't intend to. Uh, he's been bothered enough in his life. I don't intend to bother him any further. But I thought, what? Not that I'm trying to throw shade at, <laughs> at Nick. He's perfect. He's you know, Nick is successful, and I I, uh, I just I felt slighted. That's all. I thought. <laughs> Got to get on Nick's level, I guess. Lapco92 says, don't feel bad about the Vikings season ending, Matt. You'll always have the five Super Bowl trophies won in the 1950s by your record setting uh, QB George Santos, or at least that's what I heard. Well, uh, as I've mentioned before, if you try to like hurt me with Vikings related insults, like I am a I am a weathered Viking soul. You, you can't do you can't it with your, with your mere words. And there. I know it sounds absurd and don't get me wrong. Like if the Vikings win the Super Bowl, I'll probably stop watching them forever because what's the point anymore? They finally won the Super Bowl, but there's a certain pride that goes along with it that, you know, that, that this fan base is not the fair weather bullshit fans of a lot of other teams that to live a life of Vikings fanship is to know and understand suffering. No, I know that that sounds absurd because it is, I'm not talking about physical suffering of, prior generations i just mean perpetual entertainment related heartbreak but there's a certain pride with the people who stick with that rather than abandon your team for greener pastures so yeah it's just part of my character at this point it's part of my family too uh and it probably shouldn't be because the nfl is a bunch of progressive nonsense like the rest of it and they hate me i have no doubt so i shouldn't be watching it but sometimes you just can't quit maybe someday i'll gain the strength (laughs) anyway I think that's it. I think we're all set. Nice. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry about the camera. I'll be back on Sunday with my video camera. On. Assuming that we are back as normal on Sunday, which again, I'll st- oh, right. st- stand by for updates. I'm a little nervous because we have snow. Move- I'm supposed to leave Friday and we have snow moving in and then I'm coming back Sunday and it's going to uh, be, you should be okay. It's going to be insane cold again though. Like minus 20 overnight lows, Ugh. which wreaks havoc, uh, wreaks havoc on planes and everything else. So, we should be live normal time, 9 Eastern on Sunday. If the show is missing for you, check the website. I'll post any notifications there. MattChristensenMedia.com, at ML Christensen on Twitter. Have a good weekend, so Bye, guys.